welcome to episode 25 of Crooked Crime Sisters. We are so happy you are here with us today. We hope you're all okay and that you're ready for a case that is just mysterious and it will leave you unsatisfied at the outcome and probably have way more questions than there are answers. But before I get ahead of myself, let me just say hi. <laughs> my name is Taylor, your host with the most, and this is my little sister, Tristan. I don't know. Why did you, you like totally give away the whole case. Why would you say it's unsatisfying? <laughs> okay. So for the record, just so everybody knows, before we even hit the record button, we've already had an argument about this case. So I'm already heated. Let you know, both of us are on fire. We both disagree on things. So this is just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun one today. All right. We are sisters from the Pacific Northwest and every Thursday we are here to give you the details of a crime that you may already know and discuss our thoughts and opinions. Like you, we are completely obsessed with true crime, not in a morbid way, and we too realize that many criminals find the Pacific Northwest is the perfect place to make their twisted fantasies a reality. We are not professionals by any means, but rather crime enthusiasts who like to talk, so with that, let's get started. Disclaimer, today's case contains murder, he said, she said, such, frustration, unanswered questions, and aggressive talking from your house <laughs> i don't know now i'm just really annoyed by this case we had like a little like a little tiff and now i'm just heated i'm yep. heated i'm gonna be real angry during this case i don't care anymore no i think it's gonna be fun i'm, I'm excited stomp all over this case yeah go ahead stomp on it stomp on it barney 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 the big purple dinosaur what does he stomp on i don't know isn't there a song where he stomps i don't know what dinosaurs that no 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 that's a children's show they don't promote stomping aggressiveness what the heck okay anyways hello there friends welcome to the episode today for the record i would like you all to know that this was not the intended case for episode 25 it was actually meant to be the mystery at the leather oil murders but to no avail i couldn't find enough information to just really like make an episode about it like, seriously, every source I had only had, like, three paragraphs. And friends, that's just not enough to just really give you what you deserve. So, who knows? Maybe we can do a small bonus episode, or maybe there'll be a break in the case, and we can do a full story on it. I don't know. So, while I was frantically looking to try to find a replacement, I thought I found another one, but it involved kids. And, guys, you just know. You know how I feel about those cases. But then... I found this gem, and you know what? I'm really glad that I did because I feel like it's not a typical run-of-the-mill murder case. Nay, nay. So if you're ready, grab your coffee, friends, and let's just get to it. Yeah, um, like I said, I'm, I don't know if I'm excited for this case. I wouldn't really say the word is excited, but let's just carry on. All right, well, I am actually excited to do this case for another reason that's personal and has nothing to do with anything other than this involves a story where I can actually start from the beginning and introduce you to the people involved, and then everything goes chronologically. And guys, you have no idea how much that makes my heart happy because, I swear, I am like the most disorganized, organized person or vice versa, and it's both a blessing and a curse. So when I get to do cases where I have to like jump all over the story, like my anxiety skyrockets, but this little baby, she's nice, she's clean. So I'll just stop being weird and we'll move forward. I feel like I had a comment to say, but I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> I swear I wrote something and it's gone. To talk about how weird I am? Probably. Probably, whatever, it's better that's gone. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Welcome to the town of Coquille. It is a small quaint town on the Southern Oregon coast. It's technically not on the beach, but it's literally like so close, like hop, skip, and a jump away. 
It's a few hours north of the California border, and it's a tiny town of less than 5,000 people. It's a small, like, logging, farming community. There is a two, two stoplights in the town. And so pretty much a typical, everyone knows everyone. They're all up in each other's business. They're also, like, pretty tight-knit community. And, I mean, there's pros and cons to both of those, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have mixed feelings on small towns. I'm a huge hypocrite. I mean, I love the fact of small towns, everyone knows everybody and their business. Like, I'm all about other people's drama. Yeah. Um, like, as, like, disclaimer, I watch the Real Housewives franchise. Love Bravo. Like, that should just say enough. Like, literally, the like, most petty, stupid little things in the whole entire world. Favorite. I want to know about it. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't want people in my business that's the problem. Like, yeah. I don't want you in my business. I don't want you like, to know. <laughs> yeah, it was like the fact of like living in a small town, you're like, but you know my business? No. And there's no way to hide in a small town. No, no. like you can hear me screwing at my dog from across the street. Like, sorry, he doesn't listen to me. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to go tell everyone about it? Gosh. Yeah. Leave me and my parenting alone. Oh. That's what I would say. Yeah. So the year is 2000. Uh, President Bush was elected into office, Y2K happened, none of us died, our computers didn't eat us or take over the world. Uh, the first state to allow same-sex marriages happened on the East Coast. And for the most part, you know, the world is run by pop stars and boy bands. Yeah, I was literally two years old, so I really, I don't have anything to say. I was barely in the world. Okay, well, on a side note, I'm sorry. It was interesting yesterday because Madison came home from school and they had this little like end of the year book that they put together and all the kids got to like say what they wanted to be when they grew up. And it was hilarious because Maddie wants to be a tattoo artist, legit, because she likes to draw all that stuff. But I can tell you like 60% of the kids all said, I want to grow up and be a YouTuber. I want to play video games. To which I was laughing and I was like, you know what? That's kind of funny because, like, when I was a kid, when I was, you know, younger than her, like, everybody was like, I want to grow up and be a pop star. Really? I want to grow up and be a singer. Like, it's just funny the way that, like, kids change, you know? And they all kind of like, oh, I want to – they all, like, want to seek fame in, like, that sort of way kind of Yeah, thing. I guess so, it's the same type of thing, but YouTube now is, like, the bigger yeah, than pop star. But, yeah, back when I was a kid, it was like, oh, I want to be a part of a girl band or, like, a girl band or yeah. a boy band or, you know, I want to be, like, Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. And, yeah. So I just thought it was interesting. That's disgusting. Fun side note. Children are whack. But anyway, so the year's 2000. The place is Coquille, Oregon. And I want to welcome to the story Nick and Leah. This young couple, they're high schoolers at the local high school in town. They met in 1999, and soon after, they started dating. So Nick was raised in the town. Uh, he moved there with his family when he was about three. His mom worked in the medical field, and his dad actually started a business. Nick was known by his friends and family as like being a good kid. He was an average student, and by the time he was in high school, he was pretty much recognized as being a ladies' man. He played football, and as anyone who's grown up in a small town, Friday night games, those are like the place to be. So based off of what I read and what I saw in the 2020 episode, Nick was pretty much like the hometown heartthrob, a ladies' man, if you will. But Nick himself recalls the day that he saw Leah and uh, she played volleyball and quickly caught his eye and they just fell in love. Now, Leah was a freshman, so she was 15, and Nick was a senior, so he was 18. 
And as you might have guessed it, Leah's mom was not happy about their relationship due to the age. And she got even more upset as soon as she learned that they were having sex. In fact, she was quoted on 2020 for saying that to her, it was disturbing. So looking at Nick, he was pretty much exactly what you would assume for a 2000s guy. Uh, honestly, the first picture I saw of him, I think he resembled one of the like the Lawrence brothers, which he might be too old for you, but Matthew, no, that is. Matthew Lawrence, he was my favorite. Uh, and from pictures, Leah seemed to look like she was like the bright, bubbly girl. And honestly, she reminds me of like Rachel Lee Cook from like, she's all that and Josie and the Pussycats. So just cute little couple. <laughs> and according to like the 2020 episode, they seem to just have taken like tons of pictures together. Like you would have thought that they were together for like 10 years with the amount of pictures that these two took together. So it was like a little match made in heaven and oh yeah. Nick had a car. I mean, boys with cars. I didn't drive in high school, so all my high school boyfriends had to pick me up and drive me places. So, sorry. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, to which I'm assuming Nick, like, drove Leah everywhere, right? Yeah, pretty much. And he drove a blue Mustang. So, it was, like, one of those. Ew. No, it was, like, one of those, like, cool cars. Like, oh, he's got a Mustang. A blue one, though? But it was, like, an older, like, body style. It wasn't oh. a 2000s body style. Like, honestly, it looked almost, like, Actually, it really depends. 70s Is it, 80s. like, a light blue or yes. a dark blue? Okay, light blue. light blue, that's kind of cool. Dark blue, ew, get out of here. Bye. Dark blue cars in general. Sorry, blue hen, yes. I don't like that car either. Dark blue, no. Nobody, nope. But a light blue, like a sky blue, ooh. That's well, it wasn't like sky blue or anything. So, of course, Nick is a senior, and his senior year, he invited Leah to prom. She wore a pretty white dress, and the pictures of the two of them do like, like, they totally look like they had a blast. They were both really happy. I'm sure they were in love as much as young kids can be. And from what Nick explains, it sounds like, you know, they had those plans, like they were going to be high school sweethearts, like grow up and get married and have a family. But not everything was sunshine and rainbows, of course, because boyfriends and girlfriends in high school are, like, super dramatic. So with Nick being somewhat of, like, a playboy, it was said that Leah was often really jealous about it. But friends also did say that even when they did fight, it wasn't for long, and they always seemed to, like, move things on and, like, move away from their conflicts. High school drama. Love it. I, I die for high school drama, yes. Which yes. it's really interesting, too, because... Sometimes some of the friends that would say things were like, oh, yeah, they would fight, but it was all fine. But then there were always those people. And it, it, it honestly just depends on which interviews you watch where they were like, oh, my gosh, they fought all the time. And they were the worst couple ever and, like, all this kind of stuff. So it's – It depends, I feel like, yeah. people's view. I mean, you could tell me that, like, wow, you must literally hate your boyfriend because I literally fight with Tanner 24-7. But some people can say, oh, my God. Loving couple. You're so in love. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it depends on the type of relationship you have. Everyone has like different types. I mean, I don't know. All right. June 28th, 2000. Nick and Leah, they're hanging out together. They wash Nick's car. And then Leah was going to go hang out with her friend Sherry because apparently her friend was getting upset. Oh, I'm winded. <laughs> I'm running around. <laughs> Uh, Leah was getting upset, or Sherry was getting upset that Leah never did anything with anyone else but Nick, which I totally get. I mean, I was the Leah in my situation, 
And I do remember like my friends getting pissed off and being like, ugh, you only hang out with your boyfriend. You're so lame. So Leah's trying to be a good friend. She says, okay, drop me off at Sherry's house at seven, then come get me at nine. So she gets dropped off. No big deal. I mean, yeah, I'm so guilty of doing that too in high school. And now. Wow. Um, all these podcasts do is just remind me how lame I am. That's all that is. Wow. But yeah, I agree. That's at least she tried. Yeah, and that's what I'll I mean. Try. Like, it seems like she was the type of friend that, like, if she did something wrong, like tell her and she'll fix it kind of thing. Yeah. So, so Sherry says they're hanging out, everything was fine, and then the girls kind of like got in an argument. Apparently, Leah wanted to go out and go on a run, which Sherry totally agreed. But then when she goes to ask her mom if it was okay, her mom's like, yeah, no. Why? Well, because there seemed to be a thing in which Leah would say, hey, let's go running to Sherry. Then Nick would come and like pick Leah up and then Sherry would end up walking home alone, which I'm a mom. I would be pissed if that happened to my kid. So I don't know, just my opinion. It seems to me like this probably had happened at least a handful of times before because it wouldn't, her mom wouldn't say no, like the first time she asked kind of thing, like. So anyways, also it's dark outside and I would never let my kids run outside at night. Nope. Okay. Yeah. What, honestly, what is the point of that? What would you gain? Well, okay. First off, if you have friends that say are hanging out with you, they're like, let's go for a run. Drop that. No, (laughs) that's not a friend. That's freaking weird. Especially at night. Yeah. That's That's weird as heck. What are you doing? Maybe this this is a setup. Leah's trying to kill Sherry and then went wrong because honestly, no, I don't trust that at all. That's freaking weird. Um, and also, what, is that like a joke? Let's go for a run. Oh, look, it's my boyfriend. Gotcha. Like, <laughs> see you later. Huh? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, what's the point of that? That's so yeah. weird. Ugh. I'm sorry. You were saying, like, Leah's a good friend. Leah seems like a crappy friend. <laughs> like, well, no offense to <laughs> Leah. Sorry, girl. But, like, what is that? That is rude. Yeah. So, obviously, this made Leah super upset. So, she just gets frustrated. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to walk home. This whole situation is just, I'm sorry, dumb. <laughs> so it didn't seem like that big of a deal because, again, this is a really small town. So Sherry's like, okay, bye, whatever. Later to her friend, she didn't think anything of it. Now, 9 p.m. rolls around and Nick shows up to pick up Leah only to find out Leah's not there. Sherry kind of explains what happens and is like, yeah, she took off walking, so she's probably home by now. Okay, bye. So Nick leaves and he starts roaming the town, like looking for Leah. And I think the time period, like in which that happened, like there had only been like 15, 20 minutes between like the time Leah left to the time that like Nick showed up. Mm -hmm. So plenty of time that if she's still out walking, like Nick's going to be able to find her. So he's like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll just go find her. I'll just go get her. I'm sorry. This seems like a just dumb episode of Riverdale or something. (laughs) Like I've never seen that show, but it's this from the commercials where this is what it seems like second i still cannot believe these girls got in a fight because this chick wanted to go for a run and then she got so (laughs) mad and offended her friend didn't want to go on a run with her that she decided i'm just gonna leave there must have been something else like maybe it was one of those things like you ever like have those moments where it's like yada 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 like someone's just making you so mad and they do like one thing and you're like okay that's it like below my top i'm done and there must have been a build-up maybe something else is happening because like who freaks out that much? That's like, I'm leaving. Well, you yeah. run with me. Like, what the heck is wrong with these girls? I don't know. I was a psychopath in high school, too. Like, I can't be, comp- like, hormones are freak. 
like the way that she's just well and i think all over the place but like i just i can't i can't wrap my head around this scenario you know what i mean but at the same time i think it's kind of different too because i i can kind of see it in the sense of like when you grew up because we grew up like in two different generations it wouldn't be unheard of for me to go to a friend's house get pissed off and be like yeah i'm leaving and walking home in madras like i'm not yeah that, that makes sense i'm talking about the reason why she left Oh, I well. do not believe she got mad because her friend didn't go on a ride with her. I think this is a different story because you know what? You know who's not here to say it? Leah. Someone. Leah. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think they're all fake. Sherry, well, what is the real story? And the thing that's interesting is Sherry is one of those people that was like, oh, yeah, I didn't really think that their relationship was all that great. So hmm. makes you kind of think like, okay, hmm. were you guys really fighting over a run? Or like you said, were you fighting over the fact that like, she had a boyfriend and she's always hanging out with her boyfriend instead of you. It must have been something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you only want to hang out with me, then you want to go to run when you're hanging out with me? Girl, what the heck? No. <laughs> Anyways. Carry on. This is kind of a side tangent, but like, yeah. I don't trust Sherry. I don't trust nobody in this story. So yeah. it was said that from Sherry's house, it would take just a few minutes to get to the high school across town. So Nick is out there looking for her, driving all the streets. Excuse me. Driving all the streets. He's asking anyone and everyone if they've seen her. Because, again, this is a really small town. So he's just like, if he sees some people he knows on the side of the road, he's like, hey, you guys seen Leah? Oh, cool. Moving on. Everyone recognized Nick and his Mustang. So he circles back to the same mini mart, like, multiple times. And he's asking all the different people if they saw her and everyone saying no. Finally, by 10 p.m., he calls Leah's house to see if she's there. Now her mom answers and is like, no, she's supposed to be with you. So he tells her, don't worry, I'm going to find her. I'm going to bring her home. Okay, first off, how many people are just hanging out outside at like 9 p.m., 10 p.m.? Uh, apparently handfuls of people because... <laughs> what the heck? Just casually pulling up to people on the sidewalk. You've seen this chick? Well, I think because everyone was, go out on runs at night. I don't know. I think it was more like a really small town. And so he went to places like the mini mart and like there was like a maybe like a small restaurant or something like that. So just like different places around town kind of thing. I don't you know what? I don't know. The don't story know. is slipping through the cracks already. OK, so through the night, Nick actually ends up getting pulled over twice. Because he's got a headlight out. So at this point, he goes and he recruits his friend named Kristen to help him. And the two of them use her vehicle to continue to search for Leah. So Nick has been out for hours by this time. Like, it's like 2 a.m. So he decides he's going to drive by Leah's house one last time. And that's when he sees a light reflection in her bedroom window. Now, because it's the year 2000, he doesn't call her. Like, he can't call her house at 2 a.m. He doesn't text her because, let's be real, I'm pretty sure beepers were still a thing. So he sees that light. He assumes she's home, and so he goes home. He's like, all right, cool. Like, oh, she must be home by now. She was just pissed off. Whatever. Doesn't think anything of it. Just goes home. Okay, yeah. So this is the part where, like, I can't say much because I totally grew up in a different time period. I don't know. I mean, when I was their age, so, like, four years ago, you could totally track people's locations. You could literally, like, you yeah. know what I mean? And that was not a thing. If, yeah, it's weird that like he wouldn't go to the window. I think I think it's weird. Like, yeah, isn't that like a two thousands, early two thousands teen movie thing to do? Go <laughs> knock on the window, yeah. go talk, climb up the little like uh, vineyard thing into people's yeah. like literally climb to each other's room. Like, what the heck? I thought you guys were in love, romantic relationship. 
Cece, there is something fishy going on. Okay. If my 2000s boyfriend didn't knock on my window <laughs> and I was missing and be like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm there with my glitter pens writing in my scrapbook. <laughs> like, I don't want it. I don't know what's going on. This relationship is different. It's There's something wrong. Okay. That's all I have to say. I... I really appreciate your commentary. I really do. Because you didn't come from, you were born in 1999, so you have no idea, but I feel like you're pretty spot on. I mean, I wasn't quite a teenager in 2000s yet. Like in the year 2000, I was still like in middle school, but like. I'm just saying, I've seen the movies. You've watched the movies, girl. You know it. All right. So June 29th, 2000. Leah's mom calls Nick the next morning and is like, where's my daughter? Nick, of course, is shocked. And he's like, uh, I thought she came home last night. So both of them are extremely concerned because this was so out of the ordinary for Leah that they head to the police station and they go file a missing persons report. So let's go ahead and let's just, let's just take a guess at what do you think the police did? I mean, like, let's be real. Um, I don't think the case would this like, you know, story would be 15 pages long if they were like, you know, instantly hot on it. Like, oh, let's yeah. go get her. I mean, it could either be a really good response, they instantly take it seriously, hop on the case, or they can, like, nod, take the info, and be like, oh, sorry, she must be a runaway. So from that point on, Nick gets super concerned, and he starts taking, like, making flyers using the last picture he had taken of Leah, handing out thousands all around the town. Because this was such a small town, guys, everybody was talking. Okay, so can we just take a second? Nick got pulled over twice. Yes. The night before looking for Leah. Did he, like, not tell the police that she was missing? I don't understand that either. You know what I mean? And, like, that's the reason he's out around. Like, police, forget the headlight. We got bigger things going on. This chick's missing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't you know understand. What? I how didn't that- put that together, but you would think that, yeah. Because they do have it on record that they pulled him over twice that night for that. So, but wouldn't I he say, like, he must have. Wouldn't they at least take a mental note of, like, oh, this kid's looking for his girl. They got in a fight. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I just don't understand, like, how, like, the next day that he came in. How many police officers? This is a town of 5,000. There has to be, like, literally three police officers. <laughs> One of the three, you're telling me they're not there? Was he in the bathroom? Well, like, I don't understand. Well, he pulled over by two different cops because the same cop wouldn't pull him over again the same That's night. That's true. Okay. So, this is even more. I don't, I don't guys. understand. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. That's why the, I'm, this, it's slipping. It's slipping. It's greasy. It's oily. And it's slipping. All That's right. what I say. All right. I feel it. I understand. I So I just, yeah. Why are the police saying like, oh, a missing person? Just heard about it. Like, sir. Well, and yeah. I unless guess- Nick never said anything. So I don't know who's blamed, the cops or Nick. Well, and, two. and I don't have any like proof to confirm or deny that he did mention the fact that he was looking for Leah at the time. I don't know. I really don't know if he said it. I, ha- I didn't look at those reports. Guys, we are amateurs. We don't have access to police records. Like maybe someday we'll be able to actually like go fully through these things. But for right now, we just have what's on the internet. Okay. I'm just so, saying I'm on the case. Y'all better watch out. <laughs> So June 30th, the next day, rolls around, and the police, they ask Nick to come down to the station so that they can ask him a few questions. Now, Homeboy's, like, super eager to help, thinking that his cooperation with the authorities is only going to aid to his innocence. And I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that this statement were true. Okay, I mean, I'm not mad about this. Again, he technically should be someone they look at, like, he was last, one of the last known people looking, like, with her 
he's the last person that well first person that knew that she was missing slash was the last person like trying to find her like yeah but then i feel like they should have interviewed sherry too like if they're gonna again i think sherry says suits like they not interview her they they probably did but she's like yeah she just decided right away yeah i mean i don't know (laughs) i don't i really don't know so again police are heavily looking at nick as though he is the suspect because yeah he was the boyfriend of the missing girl so they interview him willingly, and he even gives them his Mustang to, like, look over, repeating. He's like, I got nothing to hide. I'm innocent. I'm just trying to find Leah. Nick starts to feel the pressure from the cops, like, on top of the fact that they live in a small town. So now everybody's talking, like, ooh, you know, like, mm-hmm. whispering behind corners. And the townspeople seem to be pretty divided as to whether or not he's the one responsible for her disappearance. And, again, it's only been two days since she's been gone, which – First 48, obviously. That's a long time. It's a big deal. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there couldn't have been, like, that much, I don't know, going on at that point. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways. Well, I mean, I think we can agree, even if you don't think Nick is a suspect, whatever, that he should have got questioned. Yeah, for sure. But now here's the thing, like, the super lame thing about small towns. I mean, you said, I'm going off. He was known to be like a ladies' man, yes. and Leah was jealous. So, like, people obviously are going to create assumptions. I mean, that's literally what we do yeah. like, on this podcast. Like, we do this all the time, and it's technically the cops' job to try to like piece things together. So, like, literally, they have to make assumptions too. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I don't know this poor kid. He's like what eighteen? Yeah. So he doesn't even know how to talk to cops. Yeah. He's probably saying everything, and they're going to, like, use whatever they get from him against him and, like, try to connect the dots in a way that makes sense in their head. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those things where, like, oh, first story that pops up, well, this is the one kid we have in front of us. He was the boyfriend. Did it. Like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, she was upset, and she was walking, and I couldn't find her. Like, oh, you're just saying that because you killed her because she was upset? Well, you know what I mean? They're connecting all the dots, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah. I think we can all agree this man needs a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. Where's your parents? That's something. Where's everything? It's interesting that you say that, though, because I did hear one the first interview, like, part of the first interview that they had with Nick, mm-hmm. and they're, like, asking him, like, so tell us about your girlfriend, and he's like, oh, well, you know, she's, like, really bubbly, and, like, gives this description or whatever, and then they say something else, and they were like, he's like, well, you know, like, sometimes she would get depressed, and then the cops are like, wait. You said that she was bubbly. Now you're saying she's depressed. What would she be depressed about? And then just like start grilling into this kid. So again, he's like, I don't know. And that's where I'm like, friends, 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 friends. You need a lawyer. And I hate to say this, but like, you cannot trust cops. You can't. You can't trust them because you don't know if, even if you're 100% telling the truth, you're 100% honest in what you say, they can take those recordings, they can take the statements that you make and absolutely flip flop them. And, like, have him come back and bite you in the rear end. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. Of course. No. Don't touch him. And shut the door, please, bud. So, yeah. I mean, we can all agree. Nick needs a lawyer and just friendly reminder, don't talk to cops. I mean, like, everyone's trying to get their job done in this whole situation. Cops want to get cases closed as soon as possible. Yeah. So, like... Of course, they're going to, like, first thing that comes to mind, we got a kid sitting here, last person is here, he did it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially small town cops. Or maybe, I don't know. I can't 
I'm not gonna put a label on anyone, but I'm just saying. It just it seems to be that the cases that we cover, it's very rare to find a good cop. I'll just say that. That's true. In a case, we'll have like maybe seven bad cops and we got one good cop. And that's just where she goes. Yeah. So a few days later, a man actually comes forward with a shoe that he seems to have found the night that Leah went missing. Now, his story is cloudy at best. Some say he took the shoe home to see if maybe it belonged to one of his kids. And then another story says that he just took it and he turned it into the police because he thought maybe it would help with the investigation. And guys, there's a lot here that I want to unpack, but for the moment, we kind of need to keep it moving. So let it be known, though, that this person who turned in the shoe has never been named. He's never been identified. Also, real talk, when the F has anyone seen a shoe, whether it's laying in the middle of the road, laying on the side of the road, anytime, and been like, hey, first, oh, I'm going to take this home because, I don't know, it said that the only reason he took the shoe was because, oh, maybe it belonged to one of his kids. But then second, when, when do you take a shoe and you're like, I think the cops need this? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. So for me... The fact that he found this shoe on the night that Leah went missing is 100% suspicious. Yeah, okay, so I totally have some thoughts here. Hey, sir, why would you see a shoe and then make up a story of, oh, maybe it's my kids? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Wouldn't you know? How would you, like, and, well, even, it's like, okay, was it on the side of the road, like, right in front of your house? Okay, then I'd think, like, one of my dumb kids threw their shoe out the window. <laughs> I don't know. That's the only logical reason to, like, connect those dots. And, but, like, if it's, like, down the street on the other side of town, what in well, the it, world? It said he was, like, a, me- a mechanic or something like that. So it was, like, outside of his shop or something or wherever he worked. Like, it wasn't it wasn't in front of his home or anything. And then, okay, it's not like, okay, maybe you lost, like, a baby shoe. A baby kicked it off. This is a grown person's shoe. It's not, like, who? It's not tight. It's not. How, what, how old are your kids? Are your kids toddlers? And then you're like, this huge shoe. It might be my kids. What? Maybe it belongs to my daughter. I don't know. Um, And I'm sorry. um, Is this John? John Ackward, is this you? (laughs) This just reminds me of the whole, like, yeah, I found her body. And I, like, touched it. But I didn't want to say anything. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Like, why did you even bring that up? What are you doing? (laughs) No. I just don't understand this whole situation. This Neither man, do I. it's just weird. Like I hate weird this situation. <laughs> I hate that this is a piece of evidence because it's like, what? This is such a wild, random thing that I feel like, yes, it obviously has something to do with it, but like the whole story around it, just nothing makes sense. Yeah, nothing makes sense. I don't get the. Well, okay. So the police now have a shoe. All right, they have a shoe. They take the shoe to Leah's mom. And Leah's sister identifies it and is like, yeah, I'm, it's Leah's. Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't her shoe because later on at some point, I know they do forensics, they do find out it's hers. But I wonder, like, at the time, if they just 100% took her sister's word for it. Because, I mean, I know this is, like, digging deep, but who who's to say that someone else in that town that you live in doesn't have the same shoes as, as her, as your victim? Yeah. Like, literally... Guys, you have stores full of, you know, hundreds of pairs of shoes. So there's hundreds of people who could be having, who could be in the same town wearing the same exact pair of shoes. So I just don't understand how they were quickly able to just be like, oh yeah, that's Leah's. Let's go with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, all of this is irrelevant because to be honest, 
you know, it wasn't too long later, like I think a few days later, they actually found the other shoe. But this time, the other shoe was found outside of town, and it had blood on it. Okay, I also agree. I mean, as a girl, I own some pairs of shoes. Most girls own lots of shoes. Yes. I'm also a very basic girl. Like, if I go missing and you find a Burke, I mean, yeah, it could be mine, but the amount of girls that own Birkenstocks, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, and could technically be anyone's. And if you look at it that way, also, again, girls usually have tons of shoes. Did they know exactly what shoes she was wearing? I can bet you so much money. My boyfriend has no idea what pairs of shoes I am currently wearing right now. I'm actually not wearing any shoes, but (laughs) if I was wearing shoes, the shoes I wore to this house, I could bet you so much money has no idea what shoes I'm wearing. Yeah. Like, they don't, no one pays attention really to shoes that much. I mean, like a shirt, like, oh, color, like, when you're looking at someone, I know you're wearing that color shirt. That makes sense. But shoes, I just, I don't know. And then again, every time, like, every time I don't wear something for a couple weeks, Tanner asked me if it's new. He's like, did you, is that a new shirt? Is that a new, what? New socks? And I'm like, Tanner, I've had this shirt before I even met you. What are you talking about? Like, he <laughs> is literally the most, like, I just can't imagine people, like, you know what I mean? And, like, a shirt, yes. I could see, like, oh, yeah, Leah's, that's Leah's favorite varsity volleyball shirt. Like, yeah. makes sense. A shoe, though? Exactly. So that's I why know how, I mean, I guess they can look in the closet and realize her shoes are, those are the shoes that are missing. Yeah, but again, but, how do they know that those are specifically hers? And like I said, eventually they do forensics, but like yeah. on the first thing to like take the, hey, we found this shoe. Is this Leah's shoe? Like, how was her sister able to know unless it literally has her friggin' name on it? Like, oh, those are Leah's. Like, I would be like, if I, if I found, if someone brought me your shoe, I'd be like, oh yeah, Tristan has a pair of shoes like that. We should probably check to see if like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just frustrating. It's just frustrating because I don't know how they were instantly able to go like, oh, we have one shoe. It belongs to Leah. She's dead. Like I said, unless they're like custom Yeezys, sure. Yeah. Let's be real. They're probably basic Converse. basic like white shoes. Yeah. I want to say they were just like basic high top filas or something like that. Like they're not, they're not unique or specific. They are very basic. So anyways. Yeah. Now, at first, Leah's mom is frustrated because she felt like the police were not taking her daughter's missing person case seriously. Like, she knew her daughter didn't run away. And let's be real, the first 48 hours are the most critical. So those are the days that you can find the most evidence and Mm -hmm. collect the most clues. fresh, not too weird, but But yeah. those days are gone. So they're wasted. And now we have a pair of shoes, but there's no person wearing them. So the police decide to crack down, and they're going to figure out what's going on here. And I'm like, guys, oh, now you want to take it seriously? Like, that that frustrates me. So first they start trolling the town and asking if anyone had seen Leah after 9 p.m. on the night that she went missing. Now, there's a handful of witnesses who saw her walking alone at various places. Like, okay, so, like, these people saw her walking by herself in front of the mini mart. And then, like, later on, like oh, she was in front of an ATM or, like, different things like that. So some people were saying, like, oh, she looked pretty peeved, while others, like, weren't really paying attention to, like, her body language or anything. Like, some people – because, like, how often do you pay attention to, like, people walking by? You really don't. But some of them said, like, oh, yeah, she had, like, her arms crossed. Like, they could tell she was mad. Like, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But some of them are just like, oh, yeah, I saw her. So she's seen, like I said, walking in front of the mini mart and the bank, as well as a gas station, though all these witnesses were like coming forward and saying, yes, we saw her that night. There still had been like no sign of Leah. Like she's still missing. So August 3rd, 2000, uh, the body of Leah Freeman is discovered. It was found eight miles outside of town on an old logging road. Uh, she was found at the base of a hill that went down to like the water below. Now by the placement of her body, it's unknown if she was like rolled from the top of the hill, like they just had her body on the side and just like pushed it out or whatever. And it just like stopped rolling at that specific spot. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody actually like placed her in that exact position, because I think pretty much like her legs were kind of like crossed over okay. each other kind of thing, which yeah. Well, another logging road. You. Yeah. I know. The second that they said, like, and the body was found on an old logging road, I was like, of course it was. Of course the body was found there. So it had been five weeks since she had gone missing. And in a southern Oregon summer, so, like, due to the heat and, like, the nature of the animal life, like, there really wasn't much to her body. So, like, one officer recalls that they actually were able to smell her before they were able to find her. Mm. And and for anyone who knows, like, death has a distinct, like, the decomposition of a body has a distinct smell. And you can't ever get rid of it. But, like, once you smell it, like, you know. It smells like pizza. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So... <laughs> Now, because of the state that her body was in and the decomposition, they were never able to determine how she died. There were only speculations, and we'll get to all of those later. Just know that it's never been known, and I know. Like, how freaking annoying. That's, that. yeah, that, like, literally is the worst. I just don't understand, like, how they don't know. I mean, I guess five weeks in the summer with animals and stuff, but, like, still, like, like, I think that there were, like, parts of her that was just, like, skeleton because, like, they had, like, picked her off, you know? But I still feel like there could have been things. And this is, again, just a little side piece thing. I'm pretty sure in small towns like that, you have to, like, call in a coroner. Yeah, I bet. And so I don't I'm, – I'm not, I'm not oh. judging. I'm just saying it sounds to me like the cops were like, oh, it's a homicide. We're not going to call in a coroner. We know it's a homicide. And just kind of left it at that. See, okay, not just to, like, switch over. I thought, like, you would think, like, such a small town that, like, the state or something would step in. They don't step in for this. I found a dead body that obviously, like, something happened to it. It's Leah. Of a girl who went missing. Yeah, it's, if it's Leah, last time you saw her, she was walking in town. I don't think she walked over to the logging road and sat down and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously something happened. So I assume, like. Maybe they just, like, kept everything under the rug at that point and, like, tried to, like, not... Because, I don't know, I just feel like at this point, I feel like... Not, like, the FBI, but, like, the FBI should have stepped in or something. I mean, you would I don't think. know. I don't know how it works, but weird. Anyway. Yeah. I I don't... I really don't know. Um, weird. Yeah. If I go missing, make sure to call the FBI. Okay. I want them on the case. So... Leah's mom was actually at a park that day with a friend when the police came and like found her and they asked to take her home so that they could discuss the finding of a body. And at this point, like she could definitively say like, yes, it was Leah. Just they, or 
at this point, they couldn't definitively say, like, that it was Leah because, obviously, like, they needed her to, like, identify the body and everything. Yeah. But her mom kind of, like, knew, like, that's my daughter kind of thing. Like, one of those, like, eerie things where you I just think know. that is so interesting. I love to, like, let's be weird. But I think it's crazy how, like, that, that happens a lot. Like, People intuition. just know. They yeah. just know, like, or they know, like, when people are missing and, like, oh, my daughter's missing, like, no, she's dead. She died. Like, she's yeah. not alive anymore. Like, I just know. Yeah. Like, I think that's crazy because a lot of times it's true. People no, are like, yeah, they know. I mean. And, like, they I want to, like, where's the I, – I don't know. I need to go find a little case study about that. I want to see the research on that because I think that's insane. I think, like, things like that, crazy, crazy. Well, and especially for the ones that, like, like you said, the ones where they already know that they've, like, passed away. But for the ones where they're like, no, my kid's still out there. And they are. And they actually are, yeah. Because, like, as a mom, you just, like, have that connection and you know. But, yeah, this is really sad. Yeah. And no, the, yeah, but, again, this is sad that, like, yeah. Uh. So it didn't take long for the town to really, like, turn on Nick. Like, the second that the body was found, it was, like, everybody was, like, well, Nick did it. Mm-hmm. So now that they had a body and it was confirmed that it was Leah and that she was murdered, the entire town wanted answers as to who was responsible. And rightfully so. Like, I would want to know. Like, we would all want to know. The only problem that I have is, I mean, I get the fact that, like, he's the boyfriend, so he's 100%, like, the first suspect. But yeah. was it just because he was the boyfriend? Or was there, like, some sort of sinister secret that people were hiding that, like, made him a responsible person and, like, he's the monster? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I was rooting for Nick, and then I thought about it, and I'm really not rooting for Nick. I, like, even wrote down, like, oh, he has an alibi, right? I don't think he does have an alibi. I think all the children are in on it. All the children. But, again, I don't think, like, based off of everything they know now, they cannot say Nick did it. They, at this point in time, yeah, they can't say, especially the town people. Yeah. Unless they literally know, like, yeah, Nick hides dead bodies in his shed, then yeah, he did it. But, like, at this point, they don't have anything on this kid. So, like, yeah. That's, it just kind of sucks that, like, they're doing that. Yeah. So, it didn't take long for harassment to ensue. And Nick remained to claim his innocence. And his hope was, like, whoever is responsible, like, let's bring him to justice. Sadly, though, it seemed like he never even got to mourn, like, the murder of his girlfriend because he was, like, kind of overcome by the whole fact that, like, everybody is like, well, you did it. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who killed her. So all of this stress weighed really heavy on him, and he was actually hospitalized for his anxiety, as well as the fact that he did, like, attempt suicide. Now, there's no evidence against Nick. Nothing in the case overall. Like, there's no... It's, it's not just that there's no evidence against Nick. Like, there's nothing there anyways. Yeah. So, this case quickly, like, goes cold. Because they have, they have nothing. Makes sense to me. Yeah. So, roughly a year after Leah's murder, Nick ends up meeting um, a woman and the two of them start dating. And not a lot is said. And I'm sure, like, for obvious reason, uh, her name is kept private. So, at some point, the couple ends up getting married, and then in 2007, they actually have a little girl. So, things seem to be kind of, like, looking up for Nick, and although he still, like, mourns the loss of Leah, he still remained innocent and eager for her killer to be found. Nick ends up going to culinary school, and he graduates at top of his class, and he works as a head chef at a local casino. Well, all right. Head chef at a local casino. It's pretty high up. I was going to say, I feel like, I don't know, sometimes you, like, relate, like, working at a casino to kind of, like, I don't know, I do, like, trashy. What? 
But I feel okay, like... Okay, wait, actually, though, like... But then, like, to be the head chef at the casino, and, like, we all know... Well, we all don't know. If you guys don't know, like, casinos make good money. Like, they bring in the bank, so... Casinos make good money, and usually... Okay, in Oregon, they suck. California's casino buffets... Oh, gosh. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I have never dreamt more. I think, like, when I... I don't know, maybe, like... I was about to say, when I kill someone, I'm on death row. But no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But I'm just saying, like, my last meal, like, oh, casino buffet. Take me there. That's what I want to do when I, I before mean, I die. COVID times, we haven't... I haven't been to a, a casino buffet in so long. But I remember mom... Do you remember... Wait, did you go to the casino buffet in California? Yes. Mom <laughs> all the time would be like, we're having casino buffet for dinner tonight. And it was, like, $5 or something. It was, like... It was not $5. It was like, Girl. no, seriously. There was one time where mom would always get like these like coupons or whatever. Oh, yeah, and we would coupons. get to go. It was like $5 for us because we were kids. Yeah. So as kids, we would get to go and I'd be like, heck yes. Heck yes. What casino like, is it? It's like a, uh, what is it called? Paul? That's not Paula. That's not the name. But it's like something like that. Paul, Paul, yeah, it started with a P. And she would like take us there. Yeah, we, we're not going to wrap mom out, but. I just, I'm talking about the casino buffet only. That was the best part about the casino. Anything else? Yeah. But the casino buffet, 10 out of 10. And they make a lot of stuff. Yeah. Head chef, he can cook anything then. Yeah. Well, they I literally you... cook everything. Yeah. You could have like steak and lobster and crab and, and shrimp. Then, and yeah. And then like chicken. Mexican food. They have Chinese food. They Pizza. have like Indian food. They had a crepe bar. Yeah. And the desserts were so oh, fancy. Yes. They had like, you know, little mousse and shot glass things. Oh, yeah. So good. No. Casino <laughs> buffets actually are a 10 out of 10. Nick does a high job. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. But anyway, so at this point, like, the case is closed. Like, everything's cold. Kind of, like, everything's closed. done. Like, Nick's, like, not the ending we wanted, but. Yeah, he, like, didn't, he never forgot about Leah, but, like, he had to move on with his life. He yeah. couldn't just, like, stop everything kind of thing. Now, a few years later, in January of 2010, a new sheriff comes to town. Now, this case of the century for this town is cold, right? It remains unsolved. So who better to solve this crime than the new police chief, right? So the townspeople, they wanted to know what happened. They wanted closure. They wanted answers. They wanted justice. So the department opens up the case, and the people are like, hey, we have this murdered girl. We have this mystery. Sir, what are you going to do about it? Like, it becomes just the thing. Okay, not to be like a little pessimist, but I totally am. Um, but literally, how is this man going to solve it? I'm sorry, but like, what? <laughs> I don't know. And this is maybe something that, like, you really need to watch the document, like, the 2020 episode so I you can I just, do. like, see this guy. But, like, I don't like him. I just, I don't like him. From the second that he came on screen, that, like, all of this stuff, like, started, you know, when he talks about him coming into town, I'm just, like... Are you here? Are you here to be a good cop and to get things done, or are you here to use this as like a stepping stone so you can swoop in as the hero and like yeah play this part and then move on? Because hi guys, for the record, he's not there anymore. Like, not that that matters, but whatever. Moving on. So Nick, unknowing of what is about to happen, he's happy. He's super happy, this new sheriff guy. He's excited. Mm -hmm. He's like, cool, great. We've got new eyes, fresh pair of eyes, new perspective. This guy's going to come in, bring closure for Leah and her family. Like, cool beans. The sheriff, he's from Arizona. And again, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I saw the 2020 episode. But he's, this guy's kind of like, oh, I'm the good guy. I'm here to save the day. He jumps right in and he decides 
that he's going to invite 2020 to film and to tell the story as it all unfolds. Which, again, to me, this just seems weird. Like, you just got here. It's a crime of a century. Uh, Did you call ABC or did ABC call you? Like, how did this partnership come about? Because it just makes me uncomfortable. Like, oh, you just randomly became the new sheriff in town and ABC just randomly was like, hey, sheriff, you're new in town. Let's film what's going to happen. Yeah, okay, there has to be some dirty stuff in the back. I've never really, I've, I kind like, connected, like, a little zip in my brain. Yeah. But, um, okay, first off, do officers get a cut for appearing on it? I don't. See, that another thing, I, wonder, I don't know. I don't, they, I, because it's sounding like this guy does. And at the same time, why would you go to a small town? Let's be real, he invited 2020, don't give me, like, 2020, don't even know about this, stop. Um, go to a small town and invite 2020 unless you knew you were going to have a person exactly so like, he knew from the beginning who he's gonna click he's like oh this is an easy case i can swing it yeah and like totally like like let's make it a big thing and then also from what i've heard like you have to sell from what i understand and i think like it's probably like the families too yeah you have to like sell pictures and like evidence and like any like home videos and stuff like that like i'm pretty sure you sell it to like 2020 or abc or whatever yeah like, whoever runs it because I've seen videos where people are like, yeah, I can't add this into, like, my YouTube video because this person, it's on this and they own it. And they'll, like, yeah. you know, flag it on YouTube because, like, they technically own the rights, the rights to, it. to it. Yeah. So I wonder, like, I, I honestly don't it's know. It's so interesting. I don't know how it works. I'd love to learn more. <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> uh, anyway. So, Yeah. It's all overall, it's just a little too sus. sus for me. It is just for me. So the cops are looking back over everything, right? And they have come up with a few theories as to what they think might have happened based on the evidence and the witnesses from the night of Leah's disappearance. Now, first, there is a theory that involves two men, because apparently there were two unknown men in the town that night at the gas station at the same time that Leah was walking around and it's thought that maybe these two men are the one responsible and that they just like killed her and like took off. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I'm honestly not surprised by this. Uh, seen it happen before. People are weirdos. Um, this just really reminds me of the Joel Patrick Courtney dude who literally just like saw an opportunity. It was like, I was okay. going to say opportunity killers. Yeah. yeah so I, I feel like there's like some criminals that like see a scenario, like a girl walking by themselves and like the same way they see McDonald's. They're just like, yeah. oh, I could go for a fry. Yeah. I could go for a killing. Well, and this girl's by herself. She's obviously yeah. pissed off. So like, she's maybe not like in like they the see, right state of yeah, mind. So someone's opportunity. like, jump on it. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. They literally are like, oh, I could do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So I, I'm not surprised by that. That's honestly a good it's a theory when you're in small bone dunk yeah southern eastern western oregon like sorry yeah Yeah. so the next theory is that she was hit by a car sort of like a hit and run type thing whether it was accidental or whether who did it whoever did it just like got scared because they killed her took her body and dumped it i mean it's plausible which would also, like, explain why one shoe was found, like, in the middle of town, whereas the other shoe was found, like, closer to where her body was dumped. Because I'm pretty sure the body was found, like, eight miles outside of town, mm-hmm. but her shoe was found, like, ten miles outside of town. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it all kind of, like, 
makes this like weird triangle mm-hmm. from like her body, the shoes, and yeah. So, I mean, a, that's probable. Again, I'm so confused. Leah is walking through town. She passes a bank. She passes a gas station. Wouldn't someone hear a car? Like, I don't know. I've never really witnessed a hit by a car, but the noise. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Someone did hear a scream that night in town. Taylor! (laughs) I literally just, like, had one of those moments where I'm like, oh, shoot. I totally forgot. I don't remember what time it was. I mean, it was in between, like, 9 and 10 p.m. There was one set of witnesses that said they heard a scream in town. But, like, nobody paid attention to it. They were just like, heard a scream. Off the podcast. This is mine. So, so. Okay. So then, backtracking, then it is probable Someone did hear her. Again, I don't know. Wouldn't you, like, wouldn't there be, like, a, I don't know. Would there, like, not be any, like, they really just cleaned up the scene real well? I mean, I don't know. It depends on, like, how, like, because you could, if you hit somebody a certain way, you don't even have to hit them that hard. You just have to hit them in the right spot, and they can die. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, you could full-on run somebody over. They could get up and walk away. And, yeah, they get up and they walk off. Like, it's fine. So it's really hard to say, like, unless we had, like, cameras that, like, mm-hmm. showed exactly what happened. Like, we really don't know what happened. I can't believe you, that someone actually I know. I'm so sorry. say anything. Oh, my gosh. I'm out <laughs> here looking like a dummy. No, it's like. Stop. You, the second that you said that, I was like, oh, crap. Someone did hear something. So, anyway. The last theory was that the boyfriend did it because obviously we know spouse, significant other is always the first suspect. However, they had nothing to tie him to the case. Nothing. So in order to like find something and look into and explore all the possibilities, they literally start following Nick around town. And I don't mean just like watching him casually. Like, no, they are on him. Cameras on him. 2020s filming. Cops are constantly following him, to which I want to be like, the, like you said earlier, what, there's maybe five or six cops in the whole entire town? And I can guarantee you at least two or three of them were following him at all times. Like one pretty much in like a cop car and like another one like incognito kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they were following him like that he was freaking a Kardashian. Crazy. And so this would, like if they weren't cops, this was 100% harassment status. Now, remember, folks, it's been 10 years since Leah was murdered. Nick's married. He has a family. He's got a good job. Now, sure, is it possible that he did it and he just got away with it and started living his life? Yes, it's possible. But with nothing to connect him to it, and I mean nothing, like no DNA, no confession, no witnesses, nothing, it's also possible that he's innocent and he's just trying to live his life and move on from the nightmare that he endured. Like, I don't know. Okay, wait, so does he still live in his hometown? Yes. <laughs> Ew, Nick, what'd you do last yeah. for? Skadoodle, get out of there. So, do you have more questions? I mean, that was my number one question. Um, and second, that really sucks. Like, because like you said, if they weren't cops, it would be like 100% harassment. But it's like, who are you going to report to? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, he's Then you look sus too. <laughs> yeah, anywhere that That's just he like went, a like, gross situation to be in. <laughs> they were at his house. They were at his workplace. Like, anywhere he, like, if he drove to the grocery store, like, they were following him, like, 100% all the time. Yeah. And so, again, like I said, 10 years since the night that Leah was seen, they are, the cops are pulling for anything. So they start re-interviewing witnesses. And in the beginning, they had like 20 witnesses and 
um, some like that's some of those witnesses were part of Nick's alibi saying like, yes, they saw him looking for Leah. No, they never saw Leah mm -hmm. with him. Like there was no connection. Like, yes, some people saw Leah walking that night. Yes, some people saw Nick that night, but they never saw them together. Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But somehow in 10 years, they end up getting even more witnesses than were originally a part of the investigation. And I find this totally wrong. Why? Well, because like I said, this is a really, really small town. So everyone knew about it. Everyone was talking. But my thing is, like, if you weren't in it from the start, if you didn't come forward with information 10 years ago or, you know, even eight or nine years ago, like even if it was a year or two after the case and you had some information and you finally like want to go tell it, like if you weren't part of it then, then there's no reason for you to be a part of it now. Because how great is your memory 10 years later? Yeah, honestly, I, I agree. I mean, but I understand people do come back for whatever reason and have a moment and like remember something they saw, whatever. But I'm, I don't think multiple people do that. That's yeah. the part that's kind of rough. Well, multiple and that's, people. There was like a jump. I want to say it like doubled. Like the witness that's thing ridiculous. like doubled. Yeah. And that's where I was like, uh, excuse me, what? Like yeah. now all of a sudden. And that's where I'm thinking, okay. And again, y'all out at 9 p.m. walking around town. And it was like a Wednesday. What are you it's doing? Not, it's not like it was a Friday night, <laughs> Saturday night or Go anything bed. like that. So I don't believe any of you. My thing is, why do we have all these extra people coming forward wanting to be including in it? Especially when originally there were no witnesses that placed like Nick and Leah together. But now suddenly there's tons of witnesses who claim like, oh yeah, we both saw them after like 10 p.m. Oh yeah, they were fighting. And like essentially it was like they were searching for someone to like feed this narrative to so that they could pin the case on Nick. Yeah, I I could see that. Um, and also, you have to remember, too, like, this is a 2020 episode. Yeah, exactly. So I, you got to be like, I don't think anyone really, I mean, they, they could have. There could have been someone that's like, we need to beef this up. Like, this is getting nowhere. This is lame. Like, come on. Like, what is this? Yeah. So maybe they did say, like, you need to find some people that are going to say, like, he did it. Or, like, we're going to get out of here. This is nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? Or maybe it was just, like, they never said that. But it was kind of like everyone knew, like, this is kind of boring. We've been following Nick around for months. He's literally just nothing's makes, happening. He bakes pies at the casino. <laughs> yeah, Sick. Like, like, what are we gonna do? So maybe that's when they're like, okay, like we need to find. Let's someone. go back and re-talk to people. Yeah, and like and like people know, like I want to be on TV. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that's what I think. Like people just wanted to be interviewed. They yeah. wanted their five seconds of fame. Exactly. And it's, just, it's just, but it's just. It's frustrating. That's where I think I get frustrated because it's like, okay, there has to be truth somewhere. There has to be truth in this case somewhere, but there's always multiple truths. Though. But there's so many people multiple out there truths. just like trying to like say what they want to say. And it's just like, ugh, there's always two sides to the story. So three sides. Some people say the lie, the truth to the one person and the truth to the other person. I thought there was like, I think that's. I, thought, I think there's like three sides where it's like this person's truth, this, this person's, person's truth, oh, the and actual the truth. truth. Yeah. That's, that's how it goes. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Someone's lying. Yeah. So, anyway, originally it was mentioned that Nick was pulled over twice that night, right, to talk to cops because of a broken headlight, and thereafter he was with a girl named Kristen. Now, ten years later, Kristen she has a new story to tell. And that is that, yes, she was with Nick that night. Yes, they did go try searching for Leah. But before all of that, they did a bunch of drugs, and then Nick tried to have sex with her. 
Ooh. Scandal. Okay. So this is where me and Taylor are going to start fighting. Yep. This is where the boxing gloves are going to come out. So I, that's weird. What a switch up. Like, huh? Let's get high, mess around, and then go look for my girlfriend. Both sides is sketchy. That is a very sketchy thing. We can all agree. Yeah. That is a sketchy thing to say. That is, that whole situation, weird. Carry on. Let's so, all share it in a moment. I mean, the cops, the cops are like, yes, this, this is exactly what the case needs. Oh my gosh, this makes Nick guilty. Like, obviously he killed her because he tried to sleep with another girl. So clearly he's a murderer because, you know, we already know that Nick had like the playboy, but you know, the fact that he tried to have sex with another woman, clearly a murderer. Let's make him a serial killer. Like, this is where I'm just like, guys, settle the frick down. Like, Mm -hmm. is it wrong what he did? Absolutely. But does that automatically mean that he's out hacking Leah up and killing her? I don't freaking think so. So, again, this girl, who I'm sure was questioned originally, now has a second interview with the cops. And she's like, well, you know, he came over around midnight. And then she's like, yeah, we smoked dope. We did crap. We even did meth. We were doing heroin. She, like, names off all of these freaking drugs that these two are doing. And then she's like, yeah. Then we started kissing. And then he tried to have sex with me. And then the police, they're just, like, interviewing him or interviewing her. And you can actually, like, hear them. I'm... I, I didn't quote it, but I wish I did. But basically, they're like, and then he came on to you, right? And then he did this to you. Like, they're literally feeding it to her. Yeah, and she and, eat it up. And she's just like, uh-huh, yeah. Then, you know, I'm just, that's the thing that's, like, frustrating for me. Because they're, they're almost insinuating, like, he tried to rape her kind of thing. Like, that it wasn't going to be consensual. So let's pause here and let's talk about false witness, my friends. And the sad reality is that no matter what you say, like you better be willing to tell the truth because somebody can take that. And again, like we said originally, like if you're going to have an interview with cops, you need to have a lawyer present because those guys, they don't care about you. They care about their numbers. They care about their case. Like Oh yeah. They're they're just trying they care about their 2020 episode. They're trying to get their quota. Like they're not really interested in like what really happened. I mean, some of them are, but for a lot of them, they're just like, yep, yeah, okay, let's just hurry up and let's get this over with. So, anyways, for obvious reasons, the cop go to Nick. The cops go to Nick and they're like, Hey, we got you now. You want to tell us what really happened the night that Leo went missing? So, of course, he was ashamed, and he does admit, like, yes, I smoked weed, and yes, you know, we did kiss, but, like, I stopped it, like, it was totally wrong, it shouldn't have happened, but, like, we never had sex, I didn't hurt her, and, like, we went out and we looked for Leah kind of thing. Police didn't care, because they they had heard all that they needed to, and they're hyped up, they're like, yeah, boys, we did it, Nick's the guy, like, they all start high-fiving, because they're like, 100%, this is the guy who did it. So let's just stop and think from an evidence perspective. Like, this is where it gets muddy. Does Nick leaving out this information of the drugs and the kiss automatically make him responsible for what happened to Leah? No, I don't think it does. Is it shady? Freaking absolutely. I absolutely think that it's shady. But if you were in this situation, would you have brought it up before? Especially if like an 18-year-old kid. As an adult, yes, you bring it up. But, like, an 18-year-old kid who kind of still lives with his mommy, like, do you think that he's really going to be like, hey, guys, I also smoked weed and I kissed another girl? No, of course he's not going to bring that up. Admitting that or even bringing it up adds to the guilt. So do I see his point? Yes. 
And, 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 if Kristen really felt like this was something that should have been mentioned, don't you feel like she should have said it 10 years ago or even five years ago? Like, I don't think if she actually thought that Nick was like a suspect, I think that she would should have brought that forward. If yeah. she felt that it was going to make Nick look like a suspect, I just think she should have brought that information forward when the crime actually took place. Okay, this is where my speech and debate class All right. is coming in. Let's go. Okay, first off, further, I just thought of more things as okay. we're talking okay. about okay. this. Let's hear it. First off, let's go to the very beginning. Okay. I don't think, I, I really do not think Nick killed anyone. I really don't. Okay. But I just do not think he's an innocent man that you are trying to paint him. I just have very big problems with this man. First off, let's remember, he dropped off Leah at Sherry's house. Okay, yeah. cool, whatever. So that must mean if Kristen and he admits, yeah, we smoked weed and kissed, that means he literally went to go hang out with this Kristen girl no. right after dropping no. off his girlfriend. No. That's shady. No, because they, even Kristen admits that they hung out at like midnight. So it was after, it was, that's where it gets shady. Okay, too. that's even worse. Your girlfriend's missing, you didn't find her, and then you went to Kristen. That's still shady. It's Fuck, still, that's not, even worse. Oh my I'm god, that made saying, it worse. I am not saying that it's not shady. I 100% agree it is shady. But I also come from the standpoint of like, Nick's some dumb 18-year-old boy. Like, is he technically a man? Sure, by legal standards. But does he still, like, again, does he still live with his mom? Yeah. So he's probably thinking, oh, Leah's just pissed off and she went home. I'm going to go hang out with Kristen instead. He's probably leaving for college that summer anyways. Like, not even thinking, oh, my girlfriend's missing. Something really bad's going to happen. I'm just saying. Like, I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad shady. But yes. Second. Is it shady? 100%. Your standpoint of. But why would Nick tell the police that he smoked weed and made out with Kristen? Well, why would Kristen tell the police she smoked weed with Nick and made out with Nick? Then she would be a suspect. But, oh, I killed off Leah because I want to be with Nick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So don't be saying, don't be crying on Kristen 10 years later bringing this up because I don't think I'd bring it up either. She's she's also 18, scared. Yeah. Like, cops, like, her, I don't know if they're friends, but classmate is missing. Yeah. And the cops are like down her throat, like you were with Nick that night. What'd you guys do? Because obviously Nick, yeah, they think Nick did it. So obviously, oh, Kristen, you were with Nick. What'd you guys do? What yeah. did he do? Did he have blow on his you hands? Did you wash yeah. his clothes? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So she's probably like, we did nothing. Blah, you know, yeah, sweet fair. innocent girl. When okay. in reality, they were making out smoking weed. So yeah. I'm just saying, you can't say. But why would Nick tell the cops? Why would Kristen tell the cops either? She'd be flashing red light, and they'd both be. Yeah. So, again, I agree. If she really felt like Nick was a suspect, if she really felt like he did something, I think she would tell the cops at that point. Yeah. So, I'm still on the point of, like, Nick, I don't think Nick did it. But I just think her saying 10 years later, this is really what happened. And I think that that sucks because maybe that wasn't her intention. Maybe that wasn't her – maybe she was just – yeah, like you said, she was scared originally – so she confesses the truth, but I, maybe her intention wasn't that the, this was what, because this is literally what the cops use yeah. to arrest him. Like, they're like, as soon as they had her statement, they were like, yep, case closed, Nick did it, to which that's where I get frustrated because I'm like, how, how is one girl's statement that they did drugs and they kissed automatically make him a murderer? Because those are two different things. See, shady kid, yes, yes, absolutely. But does shady kid equal murderer? 
Mm, and I not think all the time. That is the problem in this case of there's too there's too much room to assume. Yeah, way too much room. And I think we all can agree there's way too much room to assume. Because yeah, if we were in that whatever court courtroom, yeah, not courtroom, but like the little like questioning room. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh my god, yeah, we did so many drugs," and like he was like all over me, and he was just being so gross. And I don't know why, because like he was with Leah, so weird. Yeah, but if she was like. Yeah, well, like, we totally did drugs and, like, all this stuff. And, like, I really regret it. Like, yeah. there's way two different things. So I just think, like, if she said, like, oh, I regret it. It was a mistake. Like, we, like, we, like, it wasn't anything. But then the cops turned it around. And they were like, yeah, this is what we so need. It really depends what exactly happened. But I'm saying you can't say Kristen was just, like, out of the blue, decided to pull this out of her and, like, accuse yeah. him. Okay. No, I, what you're saying is valid. Yeah. What you're saying is valid. But, you know, again, I just – it's it's irritating because of the information, you know. And, unfortunately, was Kristen known in town for being a super credible human being? Not necessarily. And, um, yeah. Again, like I've been saying the whole time, I just think there's a huge difference between being a liar – and like not sharing something so i don't think that because that's what the cops were saying too like well nick you're a liar you're a liar you're the reason that she like you killed her but like not telling something and and again this is a really gray area in in general life oh yeah there's a really gray area between lying about something and not bringing something up not sharing something not telling something because let's be real if nick did say that like oh yeah even if i was on drugs they'd be like well let's arrest you for marijuana right then yeah. and there let's put you and then we're gonna put you on murder tra- you know what i mean like they'd still like hit him hard with that so like why would you want to share that yeah so again we have to remember yes these these are kids yeah these are freaking kids they're still living at home they're probably they're gonna tell his mom children so all right, so the police, like I said, they just decide he's a piece of poop, he's a liar, he killed her. But now, now there's room to assume they have to make their story. They need to make the evidence match up with what their narrative is. Mm-hmm. So this is when it just gets done. So first off, they're like, all right, how did Nick do it? Like, this I just, I don't know. Mind you, they have no physical evidence on Nick, let alone hardly any evidence for the case itself. So they decide, yeah, Leah... Oh, Leah must have been pregnant. Oh, she was pregnant and the two of them must have been fighting over it because Nick, clearly, he just needed her gone because he's 18 and she's only 15. So he killed her because she was pregnant. Yeah. Nick, murderer, theory number one. Okay, can I say something? Yes. I really don't know much about pregnancies, never been through one, um, but I do watch Teen Mom sometimes. <laughs> Can't they do, like, blood tests or something like that? Because the body, okay, I understand if the animals ate it, whatever, but isn't there, like, some... But that's where I don't think that they did any testing. I, I, I know they body. didn't do any testing because they're freaking sucky and they didn't call anyone. Idiots. But I'm just saying, like, with that theory, like, there was a way to prove. They could have. They yeah. could have proved she was pregnant. They could have proven if she that's was all pregnant I'm saying. or not. Yeah, because they could have taken her blood. They could have taken a blood sample. They could have tested it for like the H, it's like HCG levels or something. Because yeah. there's like, it's there's like something. a hormone. There's a way thing. to do it. Yeah. See, could they have mom. done that? Yes. Did they do that? No. Yeah. Okay. And, and I want to know, like, did you cremate her body? I, and I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. is her body cremated or is she buried somewhere and we can exhume the body and we can test it and we could probably, with today's forensics, could we figure out what happened? I don't know. All I'm going to say is 
part two, let's remember her mother. Yeah. I think her mom believes this theory. Oh, yeah. No, she you 100% got does. Beautiful Christian daughter pregnant and then you killed her. Yeah. yeah I, mean, exactly. I think she believes that theory. So I doubt she'd let the cops, even if it was like Even the if body, there was a body to exhume. Yeah, yeah. I doubt she'd do let I, the cops we, touch it. Yeah. But so, yeah, carry on. So Nick, the murderer, theory number two was Nick is mad at Leah or Leah is mad at Nick, whatever. The two of them get into a fight. Leah leaves, but then Nick follows after her and then Leah dumps Nick. So he gets mad, forces her into the car, probably hit her with something, which is why her shoe was bloody. Hit her with the shoe. Then he kills her, shoves her into his car, which is why she lost her other shoe. And then he goes and dumps her bodies. Her body. Like, guys, my freaking head is spinning right now. And I want to know where Scooby and Shaggy and the rest of the freaking gang are because these theories and these stories are bananas. Freaking bananas. I mean, I don't think they're that crazy. It's possible. But, but I mean, <laughs> again, I still don't understand how no one in town saw this. They heard a scream and like no one was like, the but that's what on. I mean. Like, like, y'all in a small town, don't you want to know everyone's business? Like, if you hear a scream, go outside, raise your guns. Yeah. Get your shotgun, go outside. Who's screaming? You know what I mean? Where, where are these people at? And I'm not saying that the theories are so far fetched. I'm just saying, like, any of these theories could have been. Any, like you could it have been just, anyone. It could have been anyone. You could have watched anything to like pull the, like the way that like oh could I'm have gonna, been I'm gonna go read a romance novel and find out how this girl was murdered. Oh, that must have been how Nick did it. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like yeah. they're just pulling any type of story that they can and making this sounds like a really bad like Hallmark. Well, like, like a really mystery. bad Hallmark movie, but then I'm also thinking of like the board game Clue. Like, how did the person die? Oh, yeah. well, we have a shoe and we have blood on it. Like they're just taking like hunt a killer they have evidence and they're making the story match the evidence that they have not sponsored yeah not yet anyways um august 23rd of 2010 nick is at work he's at work and then he forgets something so he decides he's gonna run home that's the worst feeling in the world so now when i said they were following him again like i said it was like kardashian style like cameras are everywhere cops are everywhere and at one point i swear i heard someone say that they had a helicopter on him like where is the funding to have a freaking helicopter abc following this guy like oh my gosh he hasn't done anything and for the most part um he like refuses to even acknowledge them which he does talk about this like in the 2020 thing where he's like yeah like what was i supposed to do if i talk to you i look guilty if i don't talk to you i look guilty like I have a question. Yes. We really should look this up. I've never seen a, I don't know if I've just never seen a 2020 episode or what, but I've never seen like a documentary like this where they're literally in the moment. And see, that's the thing. Is this the reason why they don't do this? So first of all, I watched the newest one that was released in 2020, the 2020 episode that came out in 2020. However, I tried to look for the episode, the original episode that aired Uh and I can't find it. Like, I don't know if they pulled it because of what happens. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like they pulled it, but they do use footage from the original episode. Because I've never seen... the original episode came out in 2011. I've never seen, like, a documentary, whatever, where it's, like, in the moment they're following the suspect. This is a dangerous man. Yeah. Yeah, you have a crew following his every move. Yeah. Like, if he really was a dangerous man, wouldn't you, like... 
I don't know. Like, obviously, there's a cop there, but just, like, as a cameraman, like, you're really going to follow this dangerous serial killer that everyone thinks murdered his girlfriend? Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I just... I, that's the thing I that kind of confuses me on that, but sorry, that's a little side tangent, but, like, I just... That, that just came to my head, like... Well, and, you know, we suggest things every single time. If you have, like, the 45 minutes, go watch the 2020 episode. I Because there's, to, I there's obviously things that I don't mention because, guys, this is literally the longest episode we've ever... I've ever written... And I still don't have time to, like, talk about everything. So just go watch it. Give your point of view. And please, for the love of all things, can someone just, like, let us know? Can you give us some sort of feedback? Because we ask for feedback every week. And we get radio silence. (laughs) But anyways. So, again, they're following him everywhere. Like I said, he admits, like, he didn't know what to do because he didn't want to talk to the media. But he, he knew, like, not talking to them was just as bad so, again, police have all that they need. They go to make their arrest. So, they're literally, he's, like, physically, they're handcuffing him. He's pushed up onto the cop car. Mm-hmm. And some freaking producer of 2020 documenting everything is like, Hey, Nick, why do you think you're getting arrested? <laughs> like, who asks that? Who are you? Like, and obviously, like, Nick is probably freaking out, first yeah. of all. Second of all, and he replies, like, uh, probably for the murder of my high school girlfriend. Then this media clown is like, well, did you do it? (laughs) And Nick, you know, he's like, no, man, I didn't do it. And at this point, I'm wondering, like, why the frick are we watching bad reality TV? Like, is this cops? Like, what are we watching? What is ensuing right here? And the fact that they got all of it on camera is just still, again, mind-boggling because... I don't know what, what 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 basis do we have for this this arrest? Like we really don't have a basis for this arrest to begin with. And of course he's like, I don't know, guys, probably because I was like her boyfriend. Like, what were they expecting him to say? Like, dang coppers, you finally got me. Like, ooh, like I I just <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. And, like, literally the producer guy, you just look like an idiot. Like, you've been following this man down for months. Oh, what are you getting arrested for? What do you for? think you're getting arrested for? <laughs> Sorry, well, I stole gum when I was 16. Yeah, like, like what? what? And, I I mean, I, I love reality TV. I When I was reading this yesterday, I was like, dang, I think I need to watch this because, like, I'm living for this. And, like, I'm, I'm waiting. I really wish, like, in a different, like, you know, dimension, different scenario, whatever it is. I really wish Nick – I hope he had his Britney moment. I hope he got an umbrella. I hope he slammed it through the cop's car window <laughs> and just freaked out. Because how do you stay calm in that moment? This man, honestly, is like a saint. He's not a saint because I've been saying, like, he's sus the whole time. But this, like, whole situation of, like, cops following him. Yeah. All this stuff. They've been all in his face for, like, I don't know how long it's been going on from, like, now. But it's been, like, at least a few months. And, like, I feel like most people would lose it. Yeah. Well, and you can tell. And you'd be like, leave me alone. I'm going to kill you. Like, you no. know what I mean? Like, freak out. I would freak out at least. You like, can tell, oh like, he's emotional, like, when they're saying it. He's not, like, crying, but he's not, like, angry. He's just kind of, like, sick of it. What the frick is happening? Yeah. And they do show one part where, like, one of the, like, reporters or whatever for 2020, like, runs up to his car, you know, before this happens, like, a different time, like, runs up to his car and is like, hey, Nick. You want to tell us what's going on? And he just, like, drives away. Because he's like, no, guys. Like, get out of my face. Like, dude, I'm surprised they're not having people jump, like, in front of the car and be like, oh, you hit Ranner. Killer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you did this. 
Well, and like they had been following him for over six months. That's how long it's been. Yeah. I'm six freaking months. Lose my mind. Of constant surveillance. After like, a week, I'd be like, I don't know. I'd be doing some bad things. I wouldn't say. Which I wanted to ask this question. Um, because obviously he had to know it was going to happen at some point. He had to know they were going to try to arrest him. Like, yeah. He, I mean, I don't know personally, like, what I would do in that situation. But the fact that he, like, had to have known this was going to happen, he probably had scenarios, like, in his head. Mm-hmm. And so I just wonder, like, because I legit have conversations in my head and I have to anticipate, like, every single outcome so that I know how to react, how to respond. But, like, am I crazy or, like, do you do that too? Okay, you're talking to, like, two anxiety people. <laughs> of course, I literally plan everything out. I mean, I have, like, that's, like, one of my biggest issues is, like, planning. I plan everything. So, I wonder, though, like, did Nick have a scenario where he would freak out and get mad? Did he I have a scenario I where bet. he was going to cry? Like, did he have, like, and did it, did the way he reacted, was that one of his scenarios? Or did he just, like, totally lose it and that was just raw and... I mean, I just, I wonder. You know what? We talk about this all the time. Let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. Because I would, like, picture, like, you know, the perfect, like, sorry, spoiler alert. Like, if you haven't seen it, I don't know. It's literally so old. Whatever. But you know, remember, like, the last, I don't know if it's the last Twilight. I don't remember if I've seen the last Twilight. But the Twilight, remember the iconic Twilight thing where, like, this girl could see the future? Yeah. And she sees, like, everyone ripping their heads off? Yes. But then, like, it's, like, flashback. You didn't know it was the future? Yeah. I feel like you'd play that moment. Like, you could see Nick, like getting arrested, but then you can see, like, him breaking up, grabbing a cop's gun, like, freaking <laughs> out. Because yeah. I feel like he probably thought this through, like, how can I get out of this? Like, I can't get out of this. And it's like, if I did something, anything, like, yeah. somewhat, like, big, like, he'd instantly be like, murder, 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 you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, you could think, he probably thought, like, I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to kill them all because, like, get away from me. They already think I'm a killer anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, that'd be a good movie scene. But yeah, everyone forget you said that. If we ever make a movie, I'm going to delete this episode. So (laughs) then it'll blow everyone's mind. But anyway. But I mean, I feel bad for Nick in a lot of ways. But in like, in this instant, like, he was being, like, I feel bad for him because like, homie was being followed by paparazzi, like without even being famous. Like, that would suck. Like, you have, so I said, Brittany, like, at least famous people are like rich. Like, he's not, I mean, I'm sure he's fine, but it's not like he's like rolling in it. And and, you know, people say it all the time, like, oh, well, you have to deal with paparazzi because you're famous, like, because you're rich. Like, Nick wasn't famous. So. Well, I was just saying, it's not like he can go on his private jet and, like, fly down to freaking the Bahamas for a weekend and try to get away yeah, from it. Like, like he he's no stuck privacy. in his small town. It's not like he lives, like, in Portland and could try to, like, dodge the cops around the streets and stuff. Like, well, and again, he's married and he has a kid. Yeah. So you have to think of, like, how detrimental that must have been for their family. Like, oh, their entire yeah. family, too, not just him. So, I don't know. On a personal note, I I I despise the fact that this woman like had so much hatred towards this kid from the beginning that she like cried. She was so happy cuz like the producers go go and tell Leah's mom like, "Oh, hey, oh, we mom. arrested Nick." And she just like cried tears of joy kind of thing. Like, sit down. You don't even know if that's a person who really killed your kid. Don't. Like, you should be more concerned about who actually committed the crime. If it's Nick, great. But if it's not, and you don't definitively know that, I just think it's an ugly portrayal of her person. I don't know. Um, it's one of those things. I think I'd cry no matter what, though. We had to think, like, was she just crying because, like, someone 
It's yeah. finally I don't know. the case is quote unquote at done, closed, supposedly. You know what I mean? At this point, yeah. Like, oh yeah. But I don't know. But then again, we know she hates Nick, so so, she yeah. probably was crying tears of joy that so Nick she was away. just like, oh, we get it. We're getting another criminal off the streets. I'm like, yeah, those souffles that he's making, <laughs> you know? Gosh. So, sorry. so it came time for the town to prepare for the trial. Uh, the suspect is in custody, but how do you choose a jury in a small town where everybody knows the details of the crime and no one is untouched? Like, how do you even do that? They can't pick a different town. See, that's what I was thinking, too. I thought they, they did that for, like, the Pearson outside. case and stuff like that. Scott Pearson. I thought they picked people from, like, out of state or something crazy. Well, apparently not. So, instead, they, they create... They spent all their freaking money on ABC. <laughs> well, instead, they created some survey in which they can, quote-unquote, make it fair. What? Whatever the frick that means. So, they get a jury, and I'm pretty sure it was nine women and three men. And it's also in this time that they're coming to Nick with various plea deals, to which he turns down every single one because, guys, innocent people, they don't take deals. They just don't. So he refuses to take any of his plea deals because he's like, nope, I didn't do this. I'm going to prove I didn't do this. End of story. The trial begins in 2011. And again, the Nick, the narrative seems to be Nick did it. He's the killer. He didn't want to talk to anyone. There's no way it's anyone else because we know it's him. The end. Like the cops are just like dead set on like, this is the only option because mm-hmm. this is the truth. And that's it. It's the only option. And, and they thought they like, yeah. really didn't put much effort into anything else. So. So the state had three pieces of evidence that led to this idea that the two of them fought that night. So first there was a witness who was not one of the original witnesses might I add. And he states he saw the couple fighting that night after 9 p.m. Sure. Okay. I find it funny that it wasn't originally reported, but whatever. Second was the blood that was found on her shoe clearly meant that an altercation with Nick had happened and Nick physically abused Leah, hitting her in some way that caused her to bleed, to which he strangled her. And um, again, let's remember, guys, they couldn't even determine a cause of death. So this is just pulling this out of thin air. Okay, I'm so sorry. So, so sorry. I have to just go back. There was only blood on her shoes. What about the clothes she was wearing? Were they not bloody? No. So, wait, we'll talk about it in a second. And we did talk was, about it? Okay. There was only blood found on one of the shoes. Yeah. And they did do the testing and they did determine, like, yes, it was Leah's blood. But just, just hold on to that, okay? Okay. So, again... They're saying, even though they didn't have a cause of death, they couldn't determine cause of death, Nick strangled her, right? Okay. I just want to understand, like, how the heck do you come to that conclusion? Like, were you once a novelist, sir? Or better yet, did you get a credible phone call from a psychic who was able to, like, recreate the entire scene and, like, spell it out for you? Like, I don't understand how they're able to determine, like, he obviously or he clearly strangled her and he must have hit her, which is why she had blood. Because, guys, remember... When you get strangled, you don't really bleed to death. Yeah, you so die that's, of asphyxiation. That's why I don't so blood on her shoes. they had to explain the blood. They had to explain how he strangled her, but then they also don't have the evidence that he did any of these things. Let alone, they don't even have evidence that Nick was on her. Like, there's no DNA of Nick on any part of her body, on any part of her shoes. There's nothing. Like, there is nothing that matches him. So, I don't know. Hmm. So the last piece of evidence um, 
was not a friend or a witness or an associate, but rather the ex-boyfriend of Nick's wife and the mother of his child. Now this guy, he somehow, some way comes forward and he states that in 2002, two years after Leah's murder, that Nick confessed to strangling Leah and then threatens him by saying, I've killed before and I'll kill you too. To which I'm asking, who is this dude? And why are we trusting him? Like he has nothing to do with anything. He's never been brought up mm-hmm. any time before, but yet he's part of the three key pieces of evidence as to why Nick is the killer. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I'm not going to judge ABC. I'm not going to say anything, but I think some ABC money went around that courtroom that day. <laughs> Because I don't, I just don't understand. And I don't understand, like, he had nothing to do. And I don't know anything about his wife slash mother of his kid. Like, I don't know if she was older, if she was younger, if she's from the same town. So, like, I don't understand why her ex-boyfriend is being dragged into this murder case. Like, dude, you didn't have anything to do with it. Like, they didn't even know each other at the time. I just, there's just a lot of things that just don't make sense to me. And how he got to be, like, the star witness just doesn't and i just don't know either because like are you are you guys best friends or not best friends because like if the ex if nick didn't like you like i don't know your ex-wife's boyfriend probably not like my your favorite person on earth yeah why would he confess that he killed someone to you yeah exactly are you guys so close i mean i guess you like kind of share like the daughter because i isn't that's the dad or the the kid's dad nick is the dad no it's an ex-boyfriend nick's wife and mother of his child oh yeah no <laughs> sorry I think yeah mother is a female yeah. um no no then yeah what's the point why yeah. would he come to you <laughs> i thought they that? had to like he had to see him like on visitation days no. with the kid or something like there's it's nothing not, what is the point no 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 i take anything. it i take it back why are you best friends with this man why would he confess to, to you? which i'm like yeah what's the stretch like what was the point of even bringing him in to begin with like he had nothing to do with anything so that's where I just get frustrated. I'm like, this is already this is already trash. And yeah. then you just brought in another pile of trash to add on top of it. True. So the trial lasts for over nine days. And outside of the many people who managed to like weasel their way into this case, they still had nothing physical to connect Nick to the case. He had over 20 people confirming his alibi. So obviously Nick is nervous, but even the bailiff that was like in the room is like, nah, man, you're good. Like you're going home today. Like a bunch of people in the room are like, they don't have anything. Like there's nothing that's going to connect you to this. So like, you're good, whatever you're going home. So you can imagine the shock of Nick and his family when the jury delivered a verdict that Nick was not guilty of murder, but found guilty of manslaughter. And how is it, you ask, that this is even possible? Well, my friends, in the state of Oregon, along with Louisiana, it is possible to have a verdict despite a despite a non-unanimous decision. It doesn't even make sense, especially because everything that they had was 100% circumstantial. But I don't understand, like, how this even makes sense legally. And apparently it is no longer a thing like that's not, it's not possible to have because like I don't know if it was because of this case, but that that law kind of like got abolished. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't even you can't even do that anymore. Because I don't understand, like, isn't it the responsibility like of the court to make sure that like it's beyond a reason of a doubt? So You're like innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. That's which the rule. We know that the justice system fails 
all the time. It does. But at the same time, like if all of your stuff is coming at like a hundred percent circumstantial that you can't be, you can't be stand in truth when everything's circumstantial. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So like, how can anyone be sure of this? And I also learned something while watching this and guys, this is recent. So no, I did not go do more research to verify whether or not this is still like a thing, but they said that, um, it's common for the DA to choose something like this where they put murder and manslaughter like together because it gives the jury the choice. And especially in places like Oregon with murder, it has to be unanimous, but with manslaughter, it doesn't have to be like that for it to be upheld. So that's, I think why they chose to like charge him with murder and manslaughter. And I don't know. I just, I'm just saying, if you want a person to be in prison and you either A, don't know who it was and you just need someone to be the person to hold the spot or B, you want to put some away, I guess this is how you do it because, yeah. Yeah, I literally have so many problems with this. I feel like the jury, it's it's like children. You don't give children choices. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have the choice to say, like, guilty or not guilty. But you don't give choices of, like, what is he guilty of? Do you want this, to this, this? murder? Like, like what? Yeah. I've never, like, no, no, no. That's, that's just, like, a recipe for disaster. Well, an average people don't understand or know the rules of the courtroom. Like, none of us know the jargon that all of you people are talking about. I don't here. even know it. I'm like, what's the difference between murder and manslaughter? Manslaughter is, like, accidental. Yeah, manslaughter is, like, murder's premeditated. Yeah. Like, whereas manslaughter, like, somebody died, but it wasn't intentional. It yeah. wasn't, like, it's he like planned it. It's, like, a moment. Like, like, in the moment, like, switch. If someone dies in a car crash, manslaughter. manslaughter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. But, like, yeah, as a person, if I was on a jury, like, I'd be like, huh? I'd be so confused. I'd be like, uh, pick something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's just, that's weird. And then the fact that they don't have to be unanimous and that, you guys can have a split decision. Yeah, and it was a 10-2 split decision. So there... It was in, literally, like, in the, the barely made it. Yeah, in the manslaughter portion of it. So they found him not guilty of murder, but in the manslaughter portion of it, it was 10 for it and 2 against it. And you just had to have 10. So... Like I said, that ABC money going around that courtroom. That's all yeah. I said. They said, we got to make a profit. This yeah. is going to be it. Well, and apparently there's a rule that once the verdict is read, like the judge requires that no one have any type of reaction to which I'm like, how, how is that even possible? Like, even why? when it comes to a murder case, like, how is that possible? I, and yeah, why? Like, what's the point? So apparently Nick's mom and wife were both actually asked to leave due to their reaction, which again, ABC's in there. So uh, the whole thing's recorded, like the whole verdict and all that kind of stuff, everything's recorded. And I don't know what the wife did, but Nick's mom just like shook her head. She just shook her head. She didn't say anything. She didn't wail. She didn't fall out of her chair. Like she literally shook her head and the judge is like, you get out now. And like, they're like, oh, okay. And like get up and they walk out. It's insane. So I don't know. Well, and then I would understand that rule for if it was like a crazy murder case he yeah. killed multiple people, ripped off their fingernails, posted it on... Tortured them. Tortured you know, them, posted it all over town. Something crazy like that. But, like, yeah, why can't... Yeah. It's disrespectful to, like, do something, like, you know, like... I don't know. It's, yeah. Well, and they didn't even do anything. So, it's just... It's... Hmm. The whole thing is just... I don't know. So, when it came time to be sentenced, Nick was given 10 years for his crime. Or lack thereof. 
And let's not forget, his poor daughter was born in 2007. So if we're believing the cops, then hey, sure, some justice was served. But if we aren't idiots, which I'm not, I don't know where Tristan lies in this situation. Huh? I wasn't paying attention. Call me an idiot. Um, but that just means that like a little girl just lost her father for absolutely no reason. Mm. Also, if it wasn't Nick, then guys, that means that the real person who murdered Leah is still out there enjoying his cheeseburger and dipping his fries in his milkshake and like living la-di-da like everything's fine. True. So Nick has newfound time on his hands, you know, he's in prison. Uh, he writes a lot and he's got all the time in the world to think about this case, which also side note, I found this rando web page that was like a forum for like murdered children to which I was able to like read a lot about the case and some stuff corroborated the story and like some of it didn't. And one of those stories said that, cause this person was like excited. They were clearly on team Nick did it. whatever. Okay. So they were like happy that, um, like the first few, it was in like the first year or two or whatever, like Nick got beat up like really bad while he mm-hmm. was in prison. To which A, if he's guilty, sorry, dude, that sucks. But like B, if he's innocent, like, dude, that really sucks. Like you got, you went to prison, you shouldn't be in prison. Yeah. And then you get attacked while you're in prison. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Where was he in prison at, do you know? Uh, I think Snake River. Is that like close by? Okay. Yeah. To where they're at. I mean, it has to be, right? No, I'm pretty sure it's... Oh, it's in Ontario, Oregon? Where the heck's that? <laughs> um, Never heard of her. Oh, it's like central Oregon on the eastern border. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm just thinking, too, like, is it, like, one of those things, like... I, I really don't know. I don't know these people, but... I don't know prisons, but, like, was Nick a very... Based off his actions with ABC, yada, yada, he doesn't seem like a very confronting dude. No. So no, I don't know very why passive. he would get, like, beat up in prison. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's he not seems, a like, very, like... He's not a serial killer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, like, so minds his own business. That's why I'm thinking, like, is there, like, people that, like, from town that, like, literally hate Nick and was, like, passing on to his second cousin, beat up this guy? Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's, like, what had to happen. Yeah. And there were, like, a ton of details. It poking was... things around and getting fights. Well, and you could just tell, but, like, the way that the, like web page was like laid out like it's one of those like it honestly looked like a myspace <laughs> profile page and it just was like yeah nick got beat up in prison or he something got what like he that. deserved see that seems like someone like that like is out to get him in those like yeah so i there was some kind of beef in prison like not even based off of this like yeah. someone was just yeah but interesting to say the least yeah i was gonna say that really has nothing to do with anything other than i just felt bad for him yeah, so uh 2015 rolls around nick is still in prison When his case gets picked up by the Oregon Innocence Project and a woman by the name of Janice comes across his case and kind of like takes it upon herself. And she's like, no, I'm going to set Nick free. Nick, on the other hand, is like adamant. He's like, yeah, of course I want out. But and I don't know. I don't know if this is just like his bottom narrative just to make him look like he's not a douchebag. I don't know. But he's like, I don't even care if I get out like but his bottom line is he just wants to find who's responsible for Leah. So Janice is now on team Nick and she starts to just devour the case and all the information. And it's in this time that she learned that there was actually way more to this case than even Nick knew. And there was far more evidence than the team who was defending Nick knew. 
evidence that could potentially prove that Nick was in fact innocent. Great. Just great. Just great. Just great. Only only evidence they have is Nick smoked weed. <laughs> he kissed another girl. He's the devil. <laughs> he smokes the devil's lettuce. And he murders people. All right. So the list starts. First off, there's a paint chip that was found on Leah's body when she was discovered. Now, this paint chip was said not to match Nick's car. It didn't match Leah's mother's car or any other, like, familiar vehicle, including Kristen's. So this paint chip, when they asked the DA about it, so they're like, 2020 brought it up. They're like, hey, so, like, you had this paint chip. Like, what, what happened with the paint chip? And the DA is quoted saying, well, we decided not to look into it because there was no evidence to suggest that it would lead to anything. End quote. I mean, we all <laughs> carry paint chips on us, Taylor. I thought this is a known fact. We all have paint chips in I our mean, body. They're flowing in us on I our love, skin. They're I'm crawling so on our skin. Mad. What? I am so freaking mad. You were able to convict a man and put him in prison based on circumstantial evidence, but yet you had a freaking paint chip, and you decided, eh, it's possible it wouldn't lead to anything, so we just left it alone. Like, are you freaking It's because it's me? possible it didn't lead to Nick's car, the person they wanted to put it under. But that's, that's the thing. Why, and again, jerks. like, let's go back to it. If there's a paint chip there, first of all, we have the two sketchy guys that were in town. We mm. have the theory that she was hit by a car, but oh yeah, I forgot. We didn't test the body because why would we do that? Well, was she an artist? <laughs> what does that have to do with Maybe she was like painting something. That's why she has a paint chip. But it was like a car paint chip, like paint chip from a car. Not oh. like, it's not like acrylic paint. And she I don't was know. Off, you know, painting things like I, I just, I, mm. and again, this is a tiny town. This was the crime of the century. And you're going to tell me that your guys were too busy. Oh, sorry, man. Like we really got this bigger deal going on here. We got, like, a, they got Nick in the interrogation <laughs> room. They got to talk to him. I just, I think too that, busy for a paint ship. <laughs> when we got the murderer right here. Obviously. I am just, I want to scream because this is so frustrating. So frustrating. That's honestly so sad. Like, I just can't believe. Like, everyone in the room must have been like, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, what? And and I, like, I feel bad for, like, Nick's lawyer because this information was kept from her. She didn't even know. Like, the cops were like, eh, we have this, but we're going to put it over here and pretend like we didn't know about it. Like, I hope those cops got fired. I just, I don't, and who knows? I I don't even know, and we don't have time. I hope they got fired without pension. Yeah, I, I said it. Like, we don't even have time because this is already so long. So let's just move on to the next thing. So the next part of the evidence was it was said that the shoe with the blood on it was found in town, right? So the story goes, well, the shoe indicates that there must have been the disagreement between Nick and Leah because her bloody shoe was found in town. When actually it turns out the shoe that was found in town was not the one that had the blood on it. The shoe that had the blood on it was actually the one that was closest to her body which is literally like breadcrumbs that something had freaking happened to her out there not Not in town town. to which if you're telling me nick roaming around and that he must have done everything in town totally destroys your entire theory yeah totally blows up your theory (laughs) i just 
<laughs> Wait, so the guy that found the shoe did not have blood on it? No, uh-huh. it was just a shoe. That, and again, let's circle back to that. The rando guy who was like, hey, found the shoe outside. It was literally just a shoe. It was a shoe that they turned into police. To which, again, now I'm feeling even more suspicious of the freaking cops. Because wh- what? why would they take it and be like, oh, yeah, this is evidence. This is clearly Leah's shoe. No. How, you don't even know that it's Leah's shoe. Because at this point, you guys think that she's a runaway. I just, there's so many things. So many. So many things. Everyone in this whole situation is just weird. And again, I have a theory. He's unidentified. This man is never identified. I have a theory. What's your theory? Are you going to talk about it? I don't know if I'm going to say it yet. I don't know. Maybe there's more. I don't know. I didn't read this far down because I was oh, you like, didn't? oh my God, Taylor, like this is literally the longest thing in the world. I can't. Um, but my theory is I think everyone knows about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on the case. The cops, Sherry. I don't think, I don't trust Sherry. <laughs> I mean, Kristen. You're a little sus too. We'll keep you around. Oh, which by the way, Kristen actually passed away like around this time when they started re-looking into the case, like with the whole innocence project thing. So she is no longer alive. Therefore, her testimony is what it is, and that's all we got. They didn't get to like question her more and be no. like, "We're actually here to try to like figure them. out what really what happened. Really happened, and yeah. we're not going to put you in jail. So, yeah. like, can you just tell us what really? Happened? Yeah. So yeah. she's no longer alive. So that doesn't help either. Which again could be sus. Maybe the cops had her killed. Huh? Oh. Eh? But yeah, I just this mystery man with a shoe giving it to police and being like, "Oh, here's the shoe. Someone killed her by." Yeah. Just sus. Like, oh, here's the shoe. I don't know what happened to her, but I just really felt like you needed this shoe. Like, why do you have a shoe, bro? That is so why? freaking weird. So weird. Makes is, no sense to me. I think the weirdest part of this whole case is the shoe. Okay, so let's move on because we have more. So let's also talk about those over 20 witnesses that saw Nick looking for Leah that, that night, right? Now, there's so many now that are people saying they saw Nick and Leah together. However, when you, so the whole, like, uh, Janice, like his team member or whatever, she creates a timeline. She creates a timeline oh, of Janice. like, she creates a timeline and it's every single point in which a witness saw her and they match up all the times for it. And they basically, with her putting together the original witnesses based off of the like new witnesses, mm. there's times where it would be literally impossible for Nick and Leah to be at the same spot. I have another genius thing happen. Do they have, do they ever list the times that Nick got pulled over? I don't know. I'm sure that Janice would have had that. Oh, I bet they have it too. Unless the cops were like shady and like never reported it. Never reported the time because would he, if he got pulled over at like 9, 10, he obviously was alone still looking for her. Yeah. And like, oh, he got pulled over again at 10, 30. I guess it's a really long time yeah. <laughs> to do something, but yeah. still looking for, you know what I mean? Like they, where's the timestamps of him getting pulled over? Cause that's evidence that he was alone. Yeah, exactly. Looking for. Well, and that's what I mean. Like with these new people that came out, if you take the original statements with, with what's said and the route in which people witnessed her walking yeah. and then putting these new people in, there's just contradicting statements. Like there's things that don't make sense. And then they actually take a look at ATM footage from like from like a witness saying like yeah I saw her around here at like I saw Leah by herself they take the footage and the time is 904 and she is by herself 
So sure. Is it plausible that Nick was waiting around the corner and then he strangled her and attacked her or whatever? Sure. It's plausible, but also it's more proves the point that like the original witnesses should have been the ones that they stuck to. Like, yeah, these new people coming in and saying like, Oh, we saw Nick and Leah together. Oh, they were fighting. Oh, they were a bad couple. Like go away. Yeah. Go the frick. And away. so, yeah, if Nick got pulled her at nine ten. Yeah. Obviously, I'm still looking for, well, yeah, she's alone. Like, they never cross paths yes. at that point. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. <sighs> so, next up, the prosecution claimed that when they took Nick's car into custody or whatever, they said that he cleaned the car out, wiped everything down. And there are pictures of this. To which I say, dang, if that's a clean car, then that's about as clean as my daughter's room, which literally has trash all over it. It's dusty. It's dirty. It's literally not clean at all. Like, I don't understand if you're telling me that that's a clean car. Like, it looks like an average, like, teenage boy's car. Yeah. There's dust and dirt all over it. There's, like, a freaking pair of scissors underneath the, like, the car seat. <laughs> but, like, just different stuff. Like, there, it's it's in no way does this car look like it's been cleaned. There is trash on the floor. Like, if that's a cleaned out car, if you say he's, oh, he's hiding something. He cleaned his car out before he gave it to us where what what part did he clean did it get dirty again and then you took the pictures like I don't understand like it doesn't yeah. if, if these are the, the evidence pictures then I don't understand so again there is nothing found in Nick's car there is no blood there's no hair there's no fibers there's no nothing so I can see why they say oh well he must have cleaned it out but then well, you look at the pictures he, how is there no hair like there's none of her hair found in it like if they're looking for like pieces of evidence like there's no hair which yeah I guess I am a lady and the, like, I think I've said multiple times like my hair goes everywhere everywhere yeah my hair gets entangled into my boyfriend's beard and like literally like hair which, everywhere how is there no hair in his car a little sus Nick where'd the hair go again but there there was nothing else there was nothing that pointed to the fact that like she had been in his car that night or anything. But you know what? These cops didn't even want to take the time to find out how she died. I don't so trust the cops in their investigations Their investigation anyway, but. skills are, quite frankly, at a zero. So anyways, um, they also said that he sterilized the trunk, to which I want to say, with what? His dust and his dirt? Like, when you sterilize something... When I think of sterilizing something, you think of like, okay, it's so clean that you could eat off of it. Like, mm -hmm. that's sterilization. There is no way that the back of his trunk is sterilized from this picture. I wouldn't eat anything out of there. I mean, I wouldn't even want to put my butt in there. Like, it's just not clean. So, there's so many <laughs> other cases, too. That just instantly made me think of Casey Anthony in the back of her trunk. Yeah. Well, and like, how did she get away with the tr her trunk? But he. That had... literally, I think they said that smelled like dead body. Yeah. And she even cleaned it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, this man. It was said that his, like, uh, like the carpeting or whatever was taken out. But you don't know that that wasn't already like that. Like, oh, yeah. He's, it's a teenage boy driving around a crappy old car. And like, it's an old is, car, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. But they, they try to say, like, nope, he sterilized it. And I'm like, even if he freaking sterilized it, you yeah. could still do luminol, and you could probably find if there was blood in there. I was like, and we're, you didn't. We're also so, talking about an eighteen-year-old boy that lives in a small town. I don't think he is really on the case of sterilizing things. Yeah. Sadly, it was said that even though Janice had found all of this, it really like wasn't enough to like 
get him out of prison until she learned that there was a piece of DNA evidence that was found on Leah's shoe, which first of all, it was evidence that they did absolutely freaking nothing with. And second of all, it was evidence that they technically like withheld. So like the cops knew about it, the people at the crime lab knew about it, but they didn't let anybody else know. It was kind of like... They really suck at covering up their case. Come on. Yeah. Cops be better. So, obviously... If you're going to do crappy things, be better at it. Gosh. <laughs> but it's like, we're watching... We're not professionals. Like, we state that from the very start in every single episode. But as I'm watching this 2020 thing, it's revealed that, like, the, the evidence was originally tested in 2000. But then they tested it again in 2002. So, first off, Leah's DNA was found on the shoe. Obviously. Makes sense. It's her shoe. But then there was also DNA of one of the officers, to which I want to know why. That sounds sus to me. Because if you look at it, because it shows, like, this is Leah's DNA and this is the cop's DNA, there was the same amount of Leah's DNA as there was the cop's DNA. And I just, why, why is that there, sir? Why is, why is your DNA on her shoe? Okay, new theory. <laughs> but then... Okay, you're just going to go. But then, just, just hold on, because I, I will let you speak in just a second. But here's the crazy part. They actually did find DNA of an unknown male, oh. but for some reason, they brushed it off, and they were like, oh, it's just Leah's DNA and this cop's DNA. Like, nothing moved along, moved forward. So they didn't test it. They didn't even want to acknowledge it. But I want to know why. Like, why would you... And I get it. This was the year 2000, so relatively speaking, like, DNA testing was infancy like it was baby type thing like they were just starting to like do it regularly that kind of thing but I just I just don't understand how even in 2010 with them going after Nick the way that they went after him like wouldn't wouldn't you even want to just like test that to see if it was Nick's DNA because wouldn't that have proved yeah proven that you know was so doing all this freaking work to, to get which, him on to circumstantial. Which, to which I go back and I circle around the freaking back that the cop's DNA was in there, to which I'm like, guys, what are we covering? What are we doing? Like, what's what's happening? So please, 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 please. Okay, so here we go. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, dirty cops, dirty people, scenarios. What if Nick is like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's missing. I can't find her. She's walking around town. And the cop's like, oh. Well, good luck with that. And then he's like, hmm, missing girl. Maybe I'll go find her. Yeah. He finds her. Then he decides, I don't know, <laughs> to kill her for yeah. no reason. <laughs> maybe she was so pissed. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe she's one of those people that like get in moods where it's like, I'm so angry. No one talked to me. And then she's like, leave me alone, Mr. Cop. She's yeah, exactly. Brawl with him. Maybe she, he was like, girl, you're psycho. Get in the car. I'm driving you home. And she's like, no. And he was like, lady, get in the car. Or maybe it was and one then, of those dirty cops who was like, like you said. Or oh, just a dirty girl's missing, cop. Missing girl. Oh, this girl's missing. Maybe I can go blah, like do whatever and get away with it because I'm the authorities. And this is a small town. And like nobody's going to look at me. So maybe the cops did know Leah was missing the night she was missing because Nick told her. So then they got her, did whatever they wanted with her. And that's why they're like, ah, she ran away. 
Well, and because then, they know where she ran away to, and then, she tried to run away, and they attacked her and put her on a logging road. Okay, but here, he, yeah, here's the fun part. Here is where we get to be just like those stupid cops who made up stories. So, so again, yeah. yeah, they go off, they kill her, and then they wait so long so they can build up the case that they need to to like pin it on Nick, and then they find the body, choose not to do the testing, blah blah blah. They yeah, who knows? The paint chips by cop car. Yeah. Oh. Elliot Ness. <laughs> Elliot freaking Ness. <laughs> I don't know. And then they freaking add this ABC 2020. So they're like, you know what? We can't get this man. But you know who can? America. America. Can. So America just turned their back on poor Nick and was like, he did it. He did it. He did it. I watched the 2020 episode last night. He did it. Yeah. And Which the, cops, the 2020 episode free. did come out in 2011, like right after he was, like right after his conviction. Yeah. Like they basically like filmed him being convicted. So they any appeal that out. man even tried to make, the public would be like, "What? He's yeah. gonna appeal? Oh, why?" He's so that's guilty. why it's so interesting that they do this second round because it literally is just like, okay, now we're gonna talk Sorry, to Nick. Sorry, messed up. Yeah. So okay. Fast forward, November 2019, Nick's conviction actually gets overturned as it's pointed out that had the jury known in 2011 that there was DNA evidence on the shoe that wasn't connected to Nick, would they have still convicted him? So everyone's just pointing fingers at each other like, well, I didn't know it was there. Well, this isn't my fault. Well, I didn't know. Like, uh." And I'm just like, guys, stop, first of all. Like, you look more like idiots sitting here pretending like you had no idea and, like, pointing fingers at everybody else. Mm -hmm. How about you just admit you did, like, you messed up? Yeah, Like, that's the thing that I want. Like, I want you to admit you messed up, but I promise you when you watch that, everybody denies it. Really? Well, it must have been this person's fault. Well, we did the best that we could. And it's like, okay, but you... And I'm sorry, this is just me on my soapbox. Like, you took a dad away from a little girl over your stupid egos and your fat heads. Like, yeah, that's my thing. Like, you didn't have anything. You ran with it. And I just, I don't know. I Not only does Nick, I think, deserve an apology. Because, hey, he got beat up in prison for this crap. But also, like, how about you go say sorry to his kid? Yeah. Because she didn't have her dad for 10 years. Because you idiots were like, well... We don't know, but we're going to blame it on this guy. Like, it's just, it's frustrating. So, because the case gets overturned, it's not like they just get to, like, set Nick free. So, he actually gets taken back to the DA, who is still, you know, residing over Coos County, because that's where they live. I was going to say, like, where are they, what court are they in? Yeah, Coos County. So, <laughs> don't get um, caught in Cruz County. Forget that. The DA is the guy who kind of like gets to decide if they want to do a retrial. Mind you, Nick has already served nine of his 10 years. Like, he's already been in there. He's served like 97% of his timing already. Dude, give him that cool 10 mil that you owe him and let him go. <laughs> well, and there's DNA that isn't his, and it was a 10 to the first time. So, the guy plays the card and he's like, you know what? The DA's like, you know what? I'm really. I'm really just thinking about Leah's mom right now, and I don't want her to have to go through a retrial, so we're just going to go ahead and let it go. To which, if you're really thinking about Leah's mom, then you'd be like, you would have freaking done your job in the first place. Holy, I won't say it. 
I won't say Just it, don't. but that's like where my mind goes. Like, I'm so frustrated. Like, you really want to pull that and be like, oh, I'm just the heartful person and I don't want to make his mom do that. Like her mom go through that again. Like, no, you don't. You just don't want to go back and have people prove that you're wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. That's a nice way to put it. And I don't know. I also just want to be like, hey, how about Leah? Like, let's let's worry about Leah for a second because she was still murdered. Does anyone care that she was still murdered? Like, put Leah's mom aside and the trauma she's going through. Hi, Leah died. Yeah, So exactly. why why are we so hyper-focused on someone that we really can't tie it to when we should be focused on, and well, who actually did it? It's now officially proved in practice. Oh, I mean, the odds of him are like, it, it, he's innocent, right? We, yeah. We've, we've come to a conclusion he's innocent. Yeah. So, and, and it's just funny, I too. He's sus. I mean, you he's can think innocent. he's sus, but it's like, it's interesting because, you know, yeah, ABC has to come back around and they're like, well, now we're going to hear from Nick because... Like, dude, if I was Nick, I'd be like, "You're gonna pay me so much money to be on this." And who thing. knows? Maybe he did. I, I hope, hope he did. I hope he. Did. I hope he didn't, Nick. Get I your hope, coin. I hope he did, and I hope he took his daughter like on a fat vacation because mm-hmm. girls like thirteen by now, and like, I'd be so mad. Yeah, like I just, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not trying to be like a dick, you know. But it it was kind of funny because you know, you know when like kids hear things like they pick things up and they say things like out of context and yeah. it's just kind of cute and funny so nick's being interviewed right and he's talking about the night that he actually did get released he called his mom to come get him and he he called it a mic drop moment he was like you know it was like a mic drop moment because mom she- come pick me up but i'm just laughing and i'm like oh nick like so much has happened in 10 years like nobody really says that and that's not even the right context of like yeah how that goes but you know he's just happy and excited so i'm just kind of like oh like pat you on the head like your daughter will teach you about what's going on now kind of thing and so yeah december 17th 2019 nick is officially released to go home now the crazy part Actually, it's not even crazy. The dumb part is Leah's mom still believes Nick did it. Like, she's going to die on that hill. Nick did it. But the cops still think Nick did it. The DA still thinks Nick did it. Like, they actually publicly said that? Yes. <laughs> on, on the 2020 episode, they're like, yep, we're pretty sure we got the, like he, we got the right guy. He, he, I mean, he did his crime now. To which I'm like, yeah, guys, let's double jeopardy this. And you go ahead and let's. Let's do a retrial and let's find out. But, you know, they play the whole like, oh, we don't want Leah's mom to go through it. Oh, we don't want to have to pay for all of that stuff. To which, guys, you had him followed around in a friggin' helicopter. They like, pay for that? I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. So, um, Nick, because I don't know, he just decided this. He decided he wanted to go back to his hometown. So when he got released from prison, he just went back home. His parents still live there. His daughter still lives there, which I understand, like, the daughter thing. Like, if your kid's been there, that's, like, her entire life. Like, and she's a teenager. Like, I can see, I mean, me personally, would I have wanted to move, like, a town away? Yeah, but. This makes me feel like Nick did not get his coin. And that is a missed opportunity, Nick. Yeah, but. Because if I got my 10 million, I would at least ask for 10 million. Then ABC some more. Well, okay, so here's the thing. So, um, like I said, he goes back to Coquille because that's where he grew up. And I guess the town is, like, still pretty divided. 
Um, but in the year 2020, Nick went to file a lawsuit against the police department. And I quote, the lawsuit goes on to allege that investigators deliberately suppressed, tampered with, and or destroyed relevant material impeachment evidence that undermined the credibility of the key prosecution witnesses, including evidence of their own misconduct and violations of Ms. McGuffin's rights, end quote. To which, love yeah. to hear it. Yeah. I, I look forward love to reading. To hear it. If Nick, if I was a lawyer, I would do this case for free. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's got somebody out there. Who's oh, my God. Like, I totally know. Yeah. They're going to end up millions. I can't wait. Yeah. So, I mean, I look forward to that. I wonder how long they're going to wait before they actually, like, how long? Is it going to be, like, a couple years for them to, like, build how a case against them? Yeah. Stupid COVID, too. It's like. Yeah. I you know the court's gonna be like oh due to COVID like we're gonna like ugh, yeah Zoom call oh bad connection we gotta reschedule for next year you know like they're gonna Which, be stupid about and it and like I said the guy who was like the chief the sheriff or whatever at the time like he's not even living in that town anymore he's I think he's still a sheriff but like he's not there anymore he sounds like a freaking Hollywood sheriff he sounds like actor sheriff you ask yeah me. so it's just interesting like I I look for like I said I totally look forward you know maybe this could be a fun thing where we can just like let's go let's go be part of it let's go be what let's go sit in the room like let's go watch the case uh, I don't think we can due to COVID no due to COVID yeah I don't think we can but I don't know. So that is the case of the unsolved case of Leah Freeman. And I still have questions. I still want to know how mm-hmm. she died. And again, I mean, I I hope that maybe someday if she's not cremated, that someone will exhume her body so we could figure out what happened. Like we have, we do have the technology now. I think we could do it. Um, but yeah, I want to know, was there, but was there any testing done and they just like destroyed it? Like maybe did they find, did they have some sort of testing? And like, again, how they hid the DNA, did they just decide like, oh, well, this isn't going to help us any. So we're just going to go ahead and let it go. Yeah. Well, I mean. And, and I will, last final thing, the, the Kokio police definitively said like they will never reopen this case. To which I want to know why. What? Why? Who gave you the authority? Yeah. Like, they're just like, nope, it's a what closed case. What do you think case. the police? Well, and that's the thing, too. I want to be like, well, what do you have to hide if you're never going to reopen the case again? Like, oh, are you going to pull the thing, too, and be like, oh, we lost all the evidence? Because that would be another, you know, very police thing to do. So, yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, this was a crazy ride, obviously. Um, well, I'd like to formally say, sorry, Nick, I was really rough on you in the beginning, but you're being sus. Let's be real. Um, so I take back my statement of like, Nick did it, but I don't know. I I don't know. I really don't know. I'm really leaning toward the cops now. The cops are being sus. Everyone's being sus. Everyone is being sus. I really don't think a lot of people told the truth. I think Nick eventually tells the truth because he did not. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Kristen and Nick did not mention that they were doing things and smoking. They weren't honest from the beginning. Which does not help. No. I don't think that they were lying about it. They were just kind of more like, oh, crap. Like, we're doing something illegal. Let's yeah. Not, let's not bring it up to the let's cops. Let's not add that into it. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. And I think I really wish I could hear the, like, you know, like, 
every case. Like, I want to hear what the heck actually happened. Like, Leah's point of view, what happened? Yeah. Why did you, really going on a run upset you that much that you decided you're going to walk home? Like, yeah, I can't was that, stand Was that really? I can't stand you anymore, like, to the friend. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That, that, that part kills me. Honestly, this whole case, like, that part kills me that she really like was uh, upset that her well, friend then, didn't want to go on a run so she decided i'm just gonna go on my like walk home well and you have to imagine the like victim guilt of like sherry too because like her friend died that night i bet like sherry obviously has victim guilt yada yada, yada but, but i still don't believe her story I'm but sorry. yeah that's what i'm kind of thinking too like I did don't she tell that. the absolute truth of what happened was there more to like the situation between the two girls and because that Leah died me. and went missing, is she not coming forth and like being honest with mm-hmm. what actually happened? Yeah, that because she sucks. she was the last person to see Leah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think she did anything really, but I think she's sus. And then second, the stupid shoe. What is the point of the shoe? Oh, the that with whole the shoe. thing, <laughs> the whole guy with the shoe. Who is this man? I don't know. I yeah. really think the cops, like, oh, sh- her shoe fell out of the car. Like, we need to take it with us. And then decided, like, a few days later, oh, we found the shoe random. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if the guy was never named, they never had actual confirmation of how they uh, got the shoe. Yeah. Suspicious. It is. It's totally suspicious. And then the cops did way other stuff, like hiding evidence. Like, what the? F- so, yeah. In the end, um, I really hope Nick, I'm really rooting for him. I think he deserves. Well, he can't lost. find a job right now. Like that's where I feel bad because he lost all, the head chef job at the casino. Well, of course he did. He, he got freaking convicted of manslaughter. He well, got. A, he was he, gone for ten years. He served nine years, and then of course, like he got released in 2020. So he came back in the middle of COVID times. Oh, like dang, that's true. nobody can find a job. On top of the fact, like now he has a record. So yeah, I feel bad, and I'm. That's where I was kind of. Can hoping, he not get that like expunged or whatever? Like get it off his record because it was false. Because it was yeah, he was well, and that's the thing too. The judge said when she gave him the turnover or whatever, she claimed she was like, "I'm not saying that Nick is innocent. I'm just saying we're overturning this because of the fact that it's possible the jury would have found him innocent." That's dumb. So, and that's where I was like, B, why don't you just make a decision? Like, why don't you just, like, say how you actually feel? Like, I don't like this whole gray area where you're like, well, I'm not saying he he did it, but I'm not saying he didn't do it. Like, just pick a side. Yeah. And again, I also like to think, like, okay, he's back in Coquille, super, super small town. Everybody knows what's going on. Someone give the guy a break, all right? Yeah. Someone help him out. If, you, if you're Team Nick and you don't think that he did it, Help the guy out. Like, give him a job. Something. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like, that really sucks. The whole situation sucks. I hope Nick wins this case, gets 10 mil, buys a a plot of house, whatever, on top of the hill. Rich Nick on the hill, looking down at, how is it, Coquille? And then you can say, laugh in their face. Well, and then, I mean, I would say, like, just buy your own restaurant and call it something else, and you be the head chef. And call it <laughs> Casino Buffet. <laughs> like, I go. <laughs> I yeah. love Casino Buffets. And I don't have to go to a casino? Heck yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a crazy so case. So, this is the case, and we, yeah, it's, it's divided. Tell us what you think. So many tell unanswered us what questions, you think. though. Like, tell us what you think. Oh, tell oh, us. Okay, what you think. okay. Before we go, before we go, because uh, 
obviously we had tons of different theories. And so as I was listening to the case, I was like, you know what? I want to look up which serial killers were active in the year oh. 2000 in the Pacific Northwest. Here we go. Taylor's to which gonna... I found a Reddit. Oh, gotta love Reddit. And folks, if you are anybody who knows cases, then you will know this name. Somebody else had the same thought that I did that maybe the person who killed Leah was none other than Israel Keys. Oh, she had some keys to the jingle. Yeah. Like, but it totally could have been. And this was after, like, this was in a time when he was active. Mm -hmm. He was known for being back in the Pacific Northwest. Like, Mm -hmm. this, I mean... It's we have totally to, possible. We do not have Israel Keys like on the docket at all. We're no, really. but we need to. Israel Keys, he's kind of a suspect in everything. Yeah, but he totally could be. And I, I mean, I tried to look up other killers, and I really couldn't find anything. And and who knows? Maybe she wasn't killed by a serial killer. But who knows? Maybe she was. Maybe Dude, she. There's was. so many. Just like for examples, there's past serial killers that we've done. Freaking. So many people that, like, have been connected to cases but never confirmed. Like, yeah. this could totally just be one of those things. Which John Arthur Aykroyd and Bobby Jack yeah. would have already been in prison at that point. So it definitely wasn't them because, trust me, that was my first thought. I was like, what if it was one of these guys? But just in general, those – there's – Serial killers are everywhere. They are. Like, there's – I saw something that said us. that there's 50 to 60 active serial killers – in the United States on any given day. I mean, obviously, in in our nation, I mean, but still, like, 50 to 60, so there's at least one serial killer in your state all the time. All the time. Well, odds are, I mean, yeah. let's be real. Montana, there probably is one Montana, (laughs) but, like, you know, if you do, like, population-wise, there's going to be, like, at least 60 in freaking California. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Insert facts. Um, it could literally be anyone. No one knows. But yeah, I want to hear people's theories. I know. I, I want to. Does I want anyone to else thoughts. think these people are sus? Like this whole case, every single person in this case is suspicious. Yeah. Leah herself. Leah, why are you going on runs? <laughs> that bothers me so much. Anyway. Yeah. So, we need to end this. So. Thank you so, so much for listening today. We know it was super long. So thanks for hanging in there with us. But it was it was just dramatic. I just felt like half the time it was like we were doing like an early 2000s rom-com mixed with mm-hmm. some like reality TV mixed with like a Hallmark movie on murder. Like it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. But definitely, definitely a good one. So yeah, let us know your thoughts. And again, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.